Welcome back to the TNT BNB podcast. On these episodes, we will be bringing in a guest host to rank our favorite movies from a certain year. So sit back, mix a drink, and enjoy the show. Listener beware, we will be spoiling the shit out of all of these movies. Here we go again. Again, been a little longer than we usually go, but we're back with the year in review. Still heading backwards. We're on 1987. This is the first year of this project I haven't been alive. <laughs> That's right. That's God, we've done 30... Well, I'm 34, so we've done 33 years of movies. That's amazing, actually. Yeah, it's wild. It's been two and a half years, though. Yeah. Just a bit there. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, I, another fucking strong year, I thought. Yeah, this year, well, 88, I think, was kind of weak. I mean, there's a couple of good... Good ones at the top. Yeah, it's top like a die hard. Was it sure. was very top heavy, but yeah. The year itself, I kind of struggled to build it. And this year, I had to cut out six well, movies. Well, I felt pretty good about. As we're going down, like I just looked into eighty six and eighty six is pretty. Good. I don't know any. Like I, I know like five, but the rest I've never seen before. See, that's kind of why I like doing it, this is you watch movies you hadn't seen before mm-hmm. or you forgot about or whatever. Maybe. Yeah, and I totally agree with that, but I think we're just going to get back. And I think we're just going to get more of that as we continue going backwards. I told Tom earlier, I think like pre-80 is when it starts to get a little thin because there just wasn't as much movie, as mm-hmm. many movies in circulation. You didn't have other markets. And when we get to that point, we might just combine two years together we could do that or something yeah. well, well, i'd like to go back pretty far because i'd like to watch old movies and, yeah absolutely. i don't know about going back to like the 30s or something would be like fucking ridiculous like we just find, we but. just did like you know hammer films the british company they did all like the frankenstein and oh okay all those movies we just did a podcast on that with sandy they had like 290 films that they made from like between the 40s to the 70s that's and pretty cool they were good the ones we watched were good anyway, so. You know, we can always go, like, we were talking downstairs about, there's going points where you can go, like, all right, let's take a decade, and, you know, I give you a movie that you've never seen, you a movie that you've never seen off my list, and we all do that, and we just see movies we haven't seen, and we, we don't even have to make lists, so you can just, like, just talk about the movies, yeah. or, here, here's six movies we were talking about for an hour and a half, yeah. mm-hmm. for two hours, like. Oh, yeah, I mean. Like in my head, we could probably get four more years done before we do twenty-two. Yeah, probably. And in fact, maybe because yeah, I remember. Well, this, we'll I think this year because the Oscars plays a factor in it. It pushes stuff back. Like, yeah. and I mean, we typically want to do the twenty twenty-two in like March or April, so that all the movies get out. I thought we did it in February last. Yeah, time. we did it. We did it late. We did it like March or April. Yeah, because we, we were Spider-Man no waiting for Spider-Man. Yeah, while. that's what it was. Okay, yeah. so we could probably finish the eighties out and then get close. Yeah. That, might, we can not always a, that reduce, might not be a bad idea to think about. And we can always try reduce. to finish the 80s before February. And then that would get us like, so when we're done with 2022, we can start with a new era. Yeah. And we can also reduce like, and that's it doesn't horror. have to be 10 movies. 70s, all I think is about horror movies. Just, There's a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it'll be a year by year, year basis year. on how many we do. Because I think 86 is good. I don't know. Yeah, I think 86 is... So, I think I need, that, I, I think know. I need to get into watching a few movies and then kind of let's figure out how many we need to do from '86 because 
you know, even 80, it wasn't hard. I could have added one or two more to like to the 87 if I wanted to, but it feels like some year, like it feels like I just keep adding a movie just because I have to add a movie and I just don't want to feel like that sometimes. True. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, like, so that's where, like, I want to start watching movies in 86 and we can start deciding after three weeks, like, hey, I think this is going to need to be like an eight and a worse or something or something in those realms. Or you play by ear. Seven and a seven. I was and telling him, too, like, we can, I think that's part of the project's goal is, like, I watch like 20 movies during this break and yeah. probably 10 of those I'd never seen. Or if I had seen them, I saw them when I was a kid and don't remember them at all. See, and I had like a clear two weeks of not, two and yeah, a half you weeks had, of not you had vacation. Yeah, you had vacation excuse. and I won't even get into what I got to coming back. But um, but yeah, I was very busy this whole July. So like there was a good two and a half weeks that I was not. Yeah, but I mean, uh, talking about 86 specifically on its face, I think we can keep it as we are. We can adjust if need be, but. Yeah. That's what I said. Let's talk about it after three weeks. I like 86, but yeah. But yeah, 1987. <laughs> so I wasn't born. <laughs> you were three? Two. Two? You were three. three. <coughs> yeah. What was even going on in 87? I mean, Cold War was still in effect, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think much. Wasn't Reagan president? He was president. I'm sure there was like a Honda Civic out there getting like 50 miles a gallon. <laughs> yeah, which now that I think about it, it didn't even register because some of the movies we watched dealt with like Cold War shit. And at the time, it didn't even register to me. And now That happens a lot with music. If you ever listen to just some music from like the 80 to 86 oh, yeah. or 87, it's like there'll be like little things about like whether it's Russia or any yeah. sort of communism, and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. But Big deal. Yeah, I mean, we're drinking the usual. McMaster's, Diet Pepsi. I mean, why would we change up a good thing? True story. Yeah. Well, start it off. What's your worst? I have not seen this movie since we bought the whole disc set, but I already planned on this being the <laughs> it was a bad movie then, bad movie now, just bad, bad, bad. So I knew it right when I saw this. Um, Superman 4, The Quest for the Peace. Ooh. IMDb a 3.7, meta uh, 24, tomato 10%, audience 16%, <laughs> worldwide 15, 15.7 million, budget was 17 million. Director was Sidney J. Furry, Christopher Reeves, Gene Hackman, Jackie Cooper, Margaret Kidden. Kidder? Margot Kidder. Kidder. Was Hackman just in, like, flashbacks? There's no way Hackman started doing this in 87. I can't remember. tell you much about this movie because I don't need to talk about it. And I think everybody will agree that when I say this, like, for being a Christopher Reeves, Gene Hackman, like those character actors back in the day, for it to be that bad of a movie, fuck. I've never seen full. It order. was bad. It was it, really. We bought the, the set. Blu-ray set and watched it once, and have no intention of watching it again. I watched it twice in my life, probably once well, when the I was a child. First two were all right. First two were good. Yeah. Three, it was a serious step down, and four just. Falls Bad. off a cliff. Yeah, like, not even a cliff. Yeah, like, when a Superman like, movie is not even mean, mean its budget, it's pretty bad. Yeah. So, not much to say about it, just really bad movie. Is that your worst, too? Nope. 
Okay. Uh, okay. Well, that is worse, I thought. Um, you done with that? Yep. All right. Mine is kind of it's funny because it's kind of nostalgic in a way too, because I watched it a lot as a kid. But Harry and the Hendersons. Mm. Tomato meter forty five, audience fifty four, IMDb a six, Meta forty two, written by William Deere, Bill Martin, and Ezra Rapoport. Which made me think. I wonder if that's related. If they're related to Michael Rapoport. Is that, is that a common name? I don't know. Directed by William Deere. Had a budget of ten million, made twenty nine point seven US, forty nine point nine worldwide, so it was successful. Uh, John Lithgow, Melinda Dillon, Lainey Kazan, and Donna Miche. I watched this a lot as a kid, and I didn't like ever think it was great, but like I think I liked it enough, and I watched it several times as a kid. But yeah. basically, it's like a. Have you ever seen this trip? Mm-hmm. Where yeah, so I like, watched it when I was a kid, but I haven't rewatched. Like it, so. the is Sasquatch. It you asked me the other day. It's made by Universal. I don't know okay. how that how that all worked back then, but it looked like Universal and some other company. Okay. But yeah, it's like John Lithgow. I think I remember him being like in a station wagon. He hits, he's driving. They live kind of out in the country woods, whatever. He hits this Bigfoot thing with his car. Yeah. And doesn't want to leave it. So he takes it home because he's curious about it. And, you know, Bigfoot's yeah. still like, oh my God, it's Bigfoot. <laughs> and he takes it home. He's like hiding it from his family at first. And they introduces him. And he's like, he names him Harry. And he's like, they're the Hendersons, obviously. Yeah. And comes part of the family. I remember like, what i can remember at least like they start to love him and he kind of loves them back even though he still has like the this wacky like oh he put his arm through the wall like or like you know just silly like he's not domesticated mm-hmm. type shit and then somehow it gets out and of course there's like a chase and there's like newsreels and different people and agencies after them yeah. i have two little quick things that are I always think of this movie. One is my sister and I. For some reason, my sister, she... I don't know if she got a Goodwill or where she got it, but she found a pack of trading cards that are Harry and the Henderson's <laughs> mm-hmm. trading cards. And every Christmas or birthday in my Christmas card or whatever, it will just be a Harry and the Henderson's card will be in there. <laughs> and the one I got last year was it shows like Melinda Dillon at the door and she's like, George Company's here. And you see Harry on the, like, the other side of the door and it's so fucking funny. <laughs> And then the other one is Sarah and I have my sister's name Sarah. We we've discussed the. Do you remember the the ending of the movie? The agency's after him, and he's and John Lithgow's like, I get, he's got to go. Like we got to protect he him. He releases them, the and wild. he's like, he's like, we've debated whether or not it's good acting or bad acting, or Lithgow's good in it, and the scene's just shitty. But it's like you want to laugh, but part of it's actually kind of moving in a weird way. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. over he's like, he's like, get out of here. Can't you see that nobody? You're not wanted, you know. And yeah. like Harry looks sad, and he finally is like, "Go!" And he like leaves, yeah. and it's like kind of like Lithgow makes it somewhat <laughs> respectable. respectable. Yeah, but <laughs> I know if I I didn't rewatch this, I haven't seen it since I was probably like 15. Yeah, yeah. But I know it's just like if I, I watch this now, it, I'd be like, "This is fucking terrible." I have not <laughs> seen it since I was like eight, probably. And um, yeah. That's my worst. It was. I did not rewatch it because I knew it was gonna be so bad. Oh, I didn't. I knew it wasn't gonna be a list maker, so I was like, "Well, yeah. we'll just save that for worst." Yeah. What do you got, Tom? My worst is has worse numbers, scores than both of yours. Uh, but 
did pretty well financially. Jaws the Revenge. Oh, oh yeah. It's an IMDb of three, <laughs> a Metascore of 15, a Rotten Tomatoes score of 0% tomato meter, 15% audience, had a budget of $23 million, domestically $20,763,013, worldwide $51,881,013. It's directed by Joseph Sargent, written by Michael de Guzman. I didn't rewatch it. I just know this movie is. Well, don't we do Jaws trilogy? Just the original. Just the original, okay. Which I know two is supposed to be bad. Two is pretty bad. Three was the three D one, I think. Oh, was it? Which was terrible. And this is the one after that. And this is the one after. Is this the last one? I believe so. I mean. I guess I always assumed 3D came out when, like, more modernly, I suppose. But yeah. Well, I mean, well, it's Friday like when the 13th, Friday the 13th was did that 3D. Yeah, that was not. That was mm. 3D. Yeah, that's what made that one so bad is they didn't age. Yeah. It's, yeah, that was bad. So yeah. you ha- you have seen this? or you... I had seen it as a child, but. I saw it probably 10, 12 years ago. They had the Jaws trilogy, like a Jaws, Shark Week or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I I didn't know I didn't start at the beginning. I started at the, like in the middle ish, maybe twenty minutes in. But yeah, it's not good. Like what I, I imagine. Remember. How many would it make? Like thirty something million, fifty something million. Fifty worldwide. Do you imagine being a paying customer <laughs> and getting a three movie? Like, <laughs> I've never paid for a movie that bad. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's bad. Like BBS is probably the worst movie I've ever paid for. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm close. I mean, it's in that range. I mean, that I wanted to see myself. Sure, I saw some shitty movies with girlfriends and shit. Yeah, that's true. I wouldn't have picked that otherwise. Yeah. But yeah, I like I said, didn't rewatch it. Jaws Will never revenge. rewatch it. Was there any? Were there any actors in it that were of note? Actually, I believe so. Trying to think, I can't. I've only ever seen the original. I've never seen any of the sequels. Mm-hmm. I actually read the book. Still holds up. The and original. I Yo, I love the original. Um, Mario Van Peebles, Michael Caine's in it. Oh my God. That's Michael Caine. <laughs> That's everybody I recognize. He had a few of those in the 80s, I think. Yeah, he did. He definitely did. He must have actually been cocaine. That's why <laughs> making those decisions. But, but yeah, so yeah, it's three different worse. That's, that yeah. doesn't happen well, too Well, you often. didn't knock off like everybody's. <laughs> yeah, you've been knocking off our list with your worst Well, Rain Man was the only. Times. What other one did I do? Uh, Rain Man was. But that was the Rain Man one. was. Didn't you have. Um, I had American Beauty in 99, but that was. Uh, Edward Robinson. Scissorhands, maybe? Oh, you're that right. Was lower on my list, but oh, I think part of it though is like I don't. Sometimes I haven't seen some of like the perceived worst movies, and I'm like, I'm not gonna waste time watching. Yeah, yeah. So I just kind of like fiddle around. I was like, what of these could I fit in? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Get so it's more of a I bend and, it. And as we said before, your Rain Man is a very there's a acceptable case. fucking case for that. 
Yeah, Edward Snowden is more just personal preference. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Where I, don't you're, you're, I, I think you're absolutely right. You couldn't make Rain Man today. Oh, the way on. they yeah. did it anyway. Yeah. Well, and that's what's going into my. I actually put this one in ranking with my worst because everything's going on today. But um, yeah. All right. Well, let's get into it then. What is your Dirty Dancing? Oh. <laughs> See, I I considered this because but of that. You could not. But you could actually age, say it I'm not going to well say the word about <laughs> it. But yeah, like, it's very open back then about that, where now it's a very sore subject. But it's yeah. always been sore, though. Uh, Dirty Dancing, IMDb is 7.0, Meta 65, Tomato 69, Audience 90, 90. Worldwide, 215 million. Budget was six. Director Emilio Ardolio. Whatever. Patrick Swayze, Jennifer Gray, Jerry Orbach, and Cynthia Rhodes. Not Lana Rhodes, by the way. Don't oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, it's about, you know, they go to summer camp and. It's not a camp. They're just like on vacation. It's like a summer vacation. It's summer vacation, yeah. but it's like a camp almost. Like I guess it's the a, kids kind of. It's like a yeah. Co- there are like it's organized like a, classes and yeah. different things. Yeah, like there's a lot of stuff going on. I think that was a bigger thing for families in the fifties and sixties. Yeah. So because it's what nineteen sixty two or fifty nine. I think it's sixty two. It's in the early sixties. I watched this. I consider as a list maker. I actually consider it for worse for the reason you mentioned, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to get into it. That's why I was like, oh, I'm not going to. Yeah, it I got into it. So I, I cut it. I just, it didn't, it didn't make my list. I do like this movie. I like this movie, but like I said, when I did my, when I saw this year, I had to say Superman was the worst. So going into that, I had to talk about dirty dancing. So that's why I put those two right next to each other. Cause um, there's not, it's basically one of those movies that um, she falls in love with an older guy and daddy doesn't approve because he's a bad guy. And supposedly he was daddy's one that not a, he was. Oh, old, da- I thought you said daddy's a bad guy. No, no. And he's a doctor. Pa- Patrick Swayze's character um, was one was accused for knocking up the girl when he wasn't actually the guy. He was the, he was like the Richie. Did you rewatch this? Guy. I've seen this so many times. He's not actually Jerry Orbach thinks he is. Yeah. But because he's a doctor that helps take care of her mm-hmm. and do it for her. Yes. But it's he just never gets. We're explained. not saying the word on this, but yeah, it's most Martian. Um, <laughs> he never explained. It, it's implied a little bit, but it ends up being what was the guy's name? Richie. Yeah, something that's like the waiter, sleazebag waiter. Yeah, he's the waiter that kind of hits on Jennifer Grey earlier in the movie. I actually saw this in they used to do movies in the park at Anabaway Park. Mm-hmm. Robert, how do you say that? Is it Anabaway? I think Anabaway. Yeah. And I remember it was hammered. I remember texting my sister of all people because we'd seen this a lot as a kid. I was like watching Dirty Dancing in the park right now. I was like, man, Jennifer Grey, what a fucking babe! Like I was just like blown away how hot she is in this oh, movie. Oh, dude, she's smoking. In this she movie. shouldn't have gotten her nose done. No, it ruined her career. Like, yeah, it certainly did. But like, still, even I just rewatched this. This is probably one of the five or six I I've have seen, seen and rewatched probably fifty times. I won't lie. I've seen it once, 
And the only time I watched is when we did the podcast with. Yeah, and she was so trashed. It was so funny. Yeah, go back to that. Wasn't podcast. she just quoting the movie? Pretty the much. Time? I mean, at, after a while, she did. Nobody puts baby in the corner. <laughs> we were. I was trying to goad her a little bit and get her to open up, but she was too drunk and too nervous. It didn't really work out, but it's funny as fuck. But you forget the whole reason she's in the dance contest is his partner is because the woman had to have us in the smoke. Yeah, exactly. And, and she's so covering. She doesn't like, know anything about dancing. It's unrealistic <laughs> that she would learn that in like five days. Yeah, they never really... It's actually longer than that, I think, but it was two months. Like, yeah, the first the first one they do at the other club is like five days. Yeah. Do you remember too? There's that funny part where you find out the people that have been stealing the whole time are like those old people. The old yeah, people have exactly. Just been robbing people, like taking people's wallets and stuff. Bunch of yeah. fucking shysters. Yeah, like there were scammers. There was daddy very protective of his daughters or his daughter. Yeah, but I love the come up into the guy at the end. Where he's like. Hey, thank you, sir, for like whatever. He gives him some sort of donation or something or tip or something. He's yeah. Like, he's like, he basically admits that I'm the f- guy who you did that for. And he was, he rips up his check. Yeah. I spot. love that because he's because like, he's like, he still has morals where he's like, oh, you're the fucking guy, not this guy. Like, mm-hmm. fuck you. And it was the dance at the end that made the movie. It's makes it, I mean, it's the most famous scene. It's the most famous scene. Was yeah. that song? written specifically for the movie or I was it i don't know that song? i'm not sure because if it i mean i think it might have been an oscar nominated song for best original song so i'm guessing if that's the case it would have to be written directly be, for the movie yeah because there's certain instances where like a soundtrack has been used like even like a just a score right if they use anything from a previous source it's ineligible it's, yeah, yeah that happened with uh, inception that, i think that happened with johnny greenwood for there will be blood there was like yeah. one little sample of something and it disqualified yeah because yeah, that's, that's, right. that's a good that's... And same with inception no actually hans zimmer was i think that was nominated so that didn't disqualify it might have been uh, one of nolan's movies might have been interstellar uh yeah Got maybe fucking knocked out because of that yeah, it is what it is. I'm sure some of those guys don't really care about that as awards. But no, this was a great movie. Um, lots of. It's an emotional movie, em- emotional um, teens growing up. Um, her sister sucks, though. Yeah. I hate her sister. Man. Mm-hmm. She's singing that fucking stupid Hawaiian song. Yeah. Song where she's doing a little dance. I was like, God, get the fuck off the stage. Yeah, Deborah, exactly. whatever the fuck your name was. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Baby's real name? Well, I just don't put Baby in the corner. Francis. Because oh. <laughs> he asked her, what's your real name? Francis. But no. Great good, movie. Good couple years for Jennifer Grey, though. Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. This. But... All I have to say is that the, basically the first two movies are my didn't age well. Well, this one didn't age well because of everything. But still made you. The list. other one was just a bad movie, so that's why they're back yeah, to that's, back that's, with that. That's fair. So that's the eighties. You can find a lot of things that don't age well. In a lot yeah. of well, we're gonna get that. Like every movie's not gonna age well because <laughs> for certain, then we're just gonna have to go to the worst because. But yeah, so I guess I'll move on. That was originally like slotted in. Like I was like, oh, that's gonna make my list. And then I was like, as I'm going on and on, I was like, oh, Dirty Dance is not gonna make it. Yeah. 
So honestly, that's my sixth movie off. My number nine. I think it'll be on one of yours, probably. Lethal Weapon. Yeah, the that's first on one. Mine. That is my number one, I believe. That's your number one? Yep. Yeah. Holy shit. My technically my number one. I love too. it too. But this this is oh man, this is such a good year. It's my number nine. I'm gonna laugh if we have the same reversal that we had <laughs> that one year. I think it was Goodwill Hunting and you had it number one, I had it number eight, and then you had my number eight as my number one or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Tomato meter eighty, audience eighty six, IMDB a seven point six, meta sixty eight. Written by the great combo, Shane Black, Jeffrey Bohm. Directed by Richard Donner. He directed the first two, right? Or he's done three yeah, also? All of them. Did he do all of them? I'm pretty sure. Gibson's doing five. Yeah, I did see that. Supposedly. Budget fifteen million. US sixty five point two. Worldwide, 120.2. Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, is this Gary Busey, and this Mitchell Ryan. This was the Russian one, right? No. This is the no. one. South Africans. South Africans. Drug yeah. smugglers. Okay. Ex-military drug smugglers. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. I, I make Busey's that all like, one big long. Well, they're thing. like military related. They're like related to <clears throat> Vietnam. Yeah, they were smuggling heroin out of vietnam yeah and it gets in the opening of the movie is that girl committing suicide yeah yeah which is which his friend it's his, his friend from daughter. school yeah, daughter, daughter yeah. not school but old colleague and then mel gibson you meet him and he's uh riggs is straight up like you guys are fucking me up right now he's like suicidal because he's his wife died in a car accident he can't live without her and shit and then he goes to that they end up having a, like a bust and he's like being crazy but he's doing an awesome job but he's also being really reckless yeah and so they kind of send him away to be paired up with someone and it ends up being danny glover and this is the first yeah. time you ever get the i'm too old for this shit yeah and that's i think he says it like four times in this movie dude yeah and, it and the thing is he's not that old is he in this he's always looked older it actually than he hurt is. his career i read because people thought he was older than he was yeah i've heard i think we talked about this in the last podcast yeah yeah because we had two for 89 i Mm -hmm. think yeah yeah it hurt his career yeah and i mean i don't know these are fun action films they're comedy Mm -hmm. actions and they're the they're the ones that it's again it's hard for comedy to Stay. I feel like this one's a little darker than the second one, though. It, it is. Like, it is. more funny. This has funny parts. This has, but, like, this think has about, a lot of serious Think about parts. an R movie, like an action movie. He's Remember at, towards the end, he's getting electrocuted. He's like got his cha- arms chained or like yeah. roped. And he's just yelling at the captor, I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, you're just yeah. like, that's pretty intense. Yeah. Like, I mean, they show him with a gun in his mouth ready to do it. And yeah, that's because I think it's like, quite it's, a bit darker than the it first. It is. the sure. second. Yeah. Um, see, like, the second one has, like, the condom commercial and stuff. Like, there's, <laughs> yeah. like, there's like, too many. They like, definitely lean more into the comedic aspect going forward. Yeah. Which but. it worked in the second. I think third it started. The third and fourth it, yeah, started Third's all, Third is still okay. But yeah. Fourth is. Fourth was way too long. They waited too long to do it. Well, they're doing a fifth, apparently. Yeah. Like again, they're doing a third bad. Boys, I still think which... Mel Gibson is like could legit star in an action movie. Yeah, He's still ripped as so. fuck. Yeah. Well, 
Glover, that, I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, he looked See, he looked old as fucking saw. Okay, and that was a long time That's ago. Fucking eighteen years. With ago. them yep. doing another lethal weapon is like them doing another old boy or I'm um, not old boys, but um another bad boys. Like you cannot go with a comedy like that too long. Like if you're gonna put it out, five years is coming my max. to America. Like why would you do yeah. that thirty years later? Yeah, yeah like. Five years is my Especially max. Especially not even popular anymore. When it comes to movies like that, five years is my max. If you go over that, you're kind of just fucking the whole franchise now. Every time I see these old movies with Gibson, though, I'm just like, dude, this guy was so fucking cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he ruined it in, like, <laughs> what, 2004? Yep. Movie, or was was he calling people Jews? Well, well there's some J's and some N's. There's a lot of shit going anti-Semite. on. There were two there instances. N- there were some ends yeah. too, I think. He got busted drunk driving and got recorded saying some wild shit, and then he said some wild shit to his ex-wife on a voicemail. Like a voicemail. So, but he was like, "God damn!" Yeah. There was a fifteen-year span. He was the man. Ten-year span where it was like him, like him and Michael Douglas yeah. and a couple other guys Kevin were Costner like the lead. Going that they time. were. They could be a lead. They could be funny. They could be sexy. They could be everything for anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this I love this movie. This movie's cool. I mean, I do think the ends, the ending fight on the lawn is it's like it's a little absurd. It was, it is, but it's still but it's still cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty Shane Black. I feel like, like, it's, yeah. like it's it was cool. raining, but it's also like it's like this would yeah. never happen. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, just letting them beat the shit out of each other. On like the they fun. would just more likely just to shoot Gary Busey. <laughs> like, yeah. could be totally it's, honest. Well, they yeah. got to it eventually. Yeah, but. they got there. He had his reasoning. I mean. The cop, and it's uh, alleged cop killer at that moment because they thought he'd he thought he'd killed Riggs. You get all that old school shit too, where they like pouring salt in the wounds of fucking Danny Glover oh, yeah. and shit. Like fuck, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, I, this is your number one. This is on your list too. Yeah. Oh, so this is the first fully crossed. See, there's one right there. All right. Well, I'm sorry, it's my number nine. Jesus. <laughs> all right. Can't imagine this will be on either of your lists, but I just watched it last night after you went to bed. Actually, Hellraiser. Yep, Dude, this, you want to be honest? This is the first movie off my list. Really? I liked this movie a lot. Yeah. I'd never seen it. Oh, really? I haven't seen it in like. 20 I thought years. it was. Yeah. I thought it was awesome. It wouldn't have made my list had I not rewatched it. Probably, but it's an IMDb of six point nine, <clears throat> a Metascore of fifty six. Rotten Tomatoes of 71% tomato meter, 72% audience. Had a million dollar budget. Domestically, $14,564,027. Worldwide, $14,575,526. Written and directed by Clive Barker. He wrote a book, I guess, on it. It's based on a book, yeah. I don't know if it's a book or a short story, but... It's based on a previous work of his. But I like this movie, one, because it gives you one of the most iconic horror characters with Pinhead. And he wasn't even called Pinhead in the movie. Yeah, that surprised me watching it because, ne- like I said, I'd never seen it. Like even I thought he was cr- going to be like in it a lot. And he's, he's not, not in, in it very it much. Hardly at all, yeah. He's on the cover of the movie, though. Like. Yeah. I mean, it's Good. just an iconic look. Yeah, it's great. All of them, the the chatter and the like the fatter woman. one. Yeah. that's like creepy looking. But I mean, he's known to be Pinhead now. But even in the end credits, he's called 
uh, Cenobite leader. So, and another reason I like this movie is the wife is just a horrific person from the jump. Yeah, you want know, so when I watched it, uh, I was confused at first because I'm like, you see the opening scene with the box and then he's buying it from the guy. Yeah, and then like it shows their story at first, like him they're buying this house, and then like there's I I didn't know there were flashbacks. I was like, is she just cheating with this guy? Like, what is going? Like it, it, the edits well, were weird. Kind of. They implied that they were having an affair. It just happened prior. But I didn't realize it was a flashback. I yeah. was like, is that the same guy as the beginning? Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't understand. So it took me about like 20 minutes to get my bearings on like understanding. Like, oh, I understand that was happening. Right, right. Yeah. A flashback. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, she's just a terrible person. I, I don't really like the idea of how the brother came back. Like, the husband bleeds on the floor, his brother, and then he just kind of... Yeah, that was... Comes back, I guess. And he has the box, and he needs the woman to kill people for him to reform himself. Do you know what that reminded me of? It's not the same, but the idea of killing and, like, growing stronger. There was a little, like, 25 years later, like, under-the-skin feel to it, where I'm like, oh, she's just, like, feeding on these bodies. A little bit, yeah. Down in this, like, you know, that weird-ass thing that was happening. Yeah. The pool of black. Mm -hmm. I know it's not the same, but it did, I wondered if that movie got influenced from, like, a Hellraiser, where it's like, oh, yeah, how about we just, like... <coughs> that's an alien, I know. Not to get off topic, but <laughs> I thought of that earlier. I was thinking of these movies, and I'm like, if you had... I figured you'd have Hellraiser. Yeah. Um... But I thought I was like, oh, under the skin kind of has a little feel to that, like. But yeah, it, it is a little like, why, specifically like his brother's blood, but yeah. it's other people's blood too, though, because he's just he's just bringing back not like John's because he's not a prostitute, but right? Like, just picking up guys at bars or whatever. Yeah. With yeah. The promise of sex and then hitting them over the head with a hammer. Yeah, this was on Tubi, I think. Uh, yeah. uh, you probably you own it. I think you guys have a set of some kind, don't you? No, Jesse has the two of them. I want one voodoo's. and two, but yeah. Maybe it's just been on Voodoo and sets before for sales. That that's the bitch. They sell this movie without the first and second one. They'll sell four I remember through that. eight or nine, mm -hmm. but they like, won't. Why have would the I first ever ones. do that? Yeah, it's dumb as fuck. Yeah, I don't understand when they do those bundles. Because I mean the. Ones after this, or the second one, I think is all right, but they get pretty fucking it's, terrible it as little, they do. It gets a little brutal though, and like you see the hooks going to the skin, oh, yeah, and you're just like, oh my god! Yeah, like, yeah, like when they finally get them, and like that's a like thinking of like if there is a hell, like if that's what hell is, holy shit, that's gonna suck. Because <laughs> <Like>, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just hook them up and tear them apart essentially. Dude, and really, like, it's all because of the box, right? I'm trying to remember, like... Yeah, the... Like, he's not a good guy. No, he's a terrible guy, but just because she... Like, even the daughter opened the box, mm. and they were going to take her. And that was the thing. They didn't really explain how he got away. Like, he just said, I was able to get away and take the box. That's true, and, yeah. So they were trying to reform his body. So, though, yeah, 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 I know. Sometimes a little explanation can go a long way. 
Yeah. I think it's kind of a creative horror movie, though, for the time. Yeah, I think so. Clive Barker's got a pretty good imagination. He's made Almost some... like I kind of want to read, like, there's a, another movie I had this year where there's a book. <laughs> or actually, I have two that are based on books. Where I thought, like, oh, it'd be interesting to, like, read the book. Right. I wonder what those books are like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Because I guess this was on one of their lists on that pod I listened to I told you about for 87. Mm-hmm. It might have been Roger Avery's pick, but he was talking about at that time Clive Barker was actually known as a writer. Yeah, he got started as a writer and then kind of got into the movie. So this I may like have been his first. how that happens for some of these people where it's like, I don't know. You're just like an author and then you're like <laughs> doing this shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I've, it's a good horror movie. Yeah, it's cool. Like movie. I said, it brings an iconic character. I would say movie. as of like two days ago, this was going to be in my nine, and I'm like, yeah, I don't... But then I kind of, as I was... saw that I didn't want to make the list, but I was like, well, Tom's going to have it probably anyways. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I still talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. And you hadn't seen it in a while, right? 20 and some years, yeah. No, this hasn't been that long, because when we were still getting the Netflix DVDs, we ran through the fucking series. Oh, so, yeah, it's been like 10, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, had I not watched it last night, it probably wouldn't have made my list, because it's been so long. Yeah, I dig this movie. So, here's another movie, because I actually did kind of go down the line, believe it or not, on this one. Wow. Like a list? Yeah, like an actual I actually rank? did. Oh, so this, you have them in an actual order? Yeah, I kind of actually do. Oh, Where man. did you have Lethal Weapon then? Number one. Okay. Yeah. Really? <coughs> I like two better than number one. Um, do you? This yeah. one. It's because the funniest. I was going it. back and forth with another one, but I can't tell you which one it was, to be honest with you. Whatever. Um, but I chose uh, Beverly Hill Cop 2. That was just off my list. Yeah, IMDb of 6.5, meta 66, tomato 46, um, audience 57. Worldwide, about 300 million. Budget was 27 million. Director was Tony Scott. And then it was writer and actor Eddie Murphy, Judge Reinhold, Jurgen um, Procho, and Ronnie Cox. I love the Beverly Hill series, except for three, four, whatever. But the one and two. Aren't they making another one of this, too? They are, I think. I I thought I heard that. I can tell you that Eddie Murphy in the 80s was great. Eddie Murphy in the 90s was too much. That uh, makes early sense. 90s, he was still good. It was in the late 90s. He, over, delayed, yeah. he over-exaggerated his com- comedic role, how I felt. But in these 80s films with him, they're great. Like, he... I don't know. This one, like, he literally, like, shows up in L.A. to go help out with the alphabet murders or whatever. And um, he shows up at a house that they're working with construction. He's like, yep. Inspector, you all gotta leave. Blah blah blah. Oh yeah, yeah. And then like he just is lounging in the pool, and his two buddies from the first one just show up, and they're like, "This is not your uncle's house," <laughs> and you gotta get out of here, dude. Like, whatever. But it's just, I love those three together. If yeah, I remember from this movie, I think Judge Reinhold and John Ashton's characters are like they kind of steal the show in this one. Like they're fucking every time they're on screen, like. 
Yeah. Like, uh, I'm dying laughing. They were given a little bit more to do in this one than yeah. the yeah. first one, for sure. Yeah, so... I don't know. I This was one of the first ones Like, we you watched. had that blonde girl, like... I can't remember her name. Is that what's her face? I uh, didn't rewatch Rodney this. Rodney Cox or whatever. About or not four Rodney. Four or five years ago. What's the, I can't remember the blonde girl with the sunglasses, but she's done a lot of things in the oh, 80s. Oh, that's Bridget Nielsen. Yes, that's who mm-hmm. it is. And for her robbing yeah. the, you know, doing the alphabet murders, not murders, but alphabet robberies is what it was. They robbed a jewelry store. They robbed a bunch of things. Banks. Yeah. Um. But no, again, this movie itself is a cl- the great adventure comedy. They, so I listened to this podcast called The Rewatchables, and they did this movie and they did the first one. Yeah, because it's a rewatchable movie, and they brought up a good idea for a sequel, or what they should have done with the third or four, or now the fourth coming up, is had Reinhold and Ashton come to detroit to solve a crime with reggie hammond they should have because exactly. like it'd be funny to be in his yeah. territory a couple of couple of white guys like it'd just be they were in walt yeah. disney it world it would have been funny as fuck like or land i'm sorry walt disney land in uh the first one was i thought that, that was the third one that's when yeah. it falls apart that's yeah. when it falls apart exactly yeah. but would have, did you imagine those like <laughs> going to detroit yeah. with those three like that's that would have been funny as fuck that would they actually i was like that's a great idea like like yeah. the beverly hill cops and the Be- lethal weapons are very similar type yeah of they're buddy, buddy cop. cops buddy yeah. cops and they had comedic and in action roles and it was I really enjoy those type of movies, especially in the 80s. And that's why I always like Lethal Weapon. I always like Beverly Hill Cops. I'm 89% sure I didn't have three or four in mine because that's when they fell apart. Yeah, but I think you did. Two is where I wanted to start with Beverly Hill Cops and then one. And that's why I had to put this movie in then the other one. And I can't tell you what the other one was. You can tell us after the fact. No, I can't. Literally, I... The first you don't be- remember. Well, because well, you and I both had <laughs> you and I both had Lethal Weapon two and Lethal yeah. Weapon one. He had Lethal Weapon one, but not two. I think right. I think I had two. Did you have two also? I think so. But think so. Beverly Hills eighty four is the first Beverly Hills Cop. I yes. can guarantee it's it. Gonna a, be yeah, it's gonna, that's why I put two on this list because it's hard going backwards. I used to play the music for that as a kid so much. Mm-hmm. Dun, 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 yeah, dun, so dun, 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 dun. eighty. That's why I put two on this list because I know eighty four. The other ones could be on my list. Spoiler, sorry, but yeah, that's, um, that's for sure. it's like a prequel. But to us. you, but you kind of you got to kind of in your head when you're going this rate that we're going, we're going down. You got to realize which s- sequel you want to start seeking into the rest, and you got to start mentally doing that in your head. It's like, okay, the third was shit, so second and one is going to be on it, or third was good, then I'll put the se- third, second, one. So you got to like by not watching the first one first, second, and third, you got to start thinking how it was and how it was. Yeah, it is. See, this one for me was already on the cusp when I started the year, and then I got it got pushed out pretty mm-hmm. early. I do like that was That was the same way, for sure. But no, like, the way Beverly Hill Cops plays out, and the three of them work together, and they solve this case, and they cause a bunch of hell by doing it. Oh, it's so funny. Like, a shit ton of hell, and the captain's, like, fucking flipping out on them, 
again, like lethal weapon. And it's always the captain's like, you're costing us a lot of tax dollars. Like, I can send you back to Detroit. Blah, blah, like, saying all this, it's basically like lethal weapon. And that's what I love about the Beverly Hills series. So, one and two will be on my list. Well, two is already on my list. Done. That's good. Luck. But, yeah. There's my preach for the moment. My number eight. And then, sorry, go ahead. Add it before this. I think we need to get through one and two and then turn the air back on for a minute because yeah, it's getting a little, yeah, it's a little stale in here. I need ice for sure. My number eight. It's a great movie. I don't know if it's going to be on. It might be on yours. I doubt it, but Full Metal Jacket. No. I didn't rewatch it. I very well could have been, but Tomato Meter ninety four audience or Tomato Meter ninety two audience ninety four. IMDb eight point three meta seventy six. Written by Stanley Kubrick, Michael Herr, and Gustav Hasford. Directed by Stanley Kubrick. Budget was thirty million, made forty six point four, no worldwide release. Stars Matthew Modine, Arlie Ermey, Vincent D'Onofrio, and Adam Baldwin. Um Really, it's a two-part movie in a sense. Where first half is the Vietnam, yeah, Vietnam War, um, and basically Modine and D'Onofrio are in this. Uh, would it be a platoon? I don't know what you call that. Really, like a they're in platoon, a brigade. Brigade. Idea. They're getting trained yeah. to be soldiers, to be killers. <laughs> yeah. And Arlie Ermey basically steals the show. He's just insult, insult, insult. I one of my favorites is <laughs> we said this to a guy at work sometimes, and they're like, "How tall are you?" And he'd be like, "There's a guy that's really tall at our work, six seven. I didn't know they stacked pieces of shit that high." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good. Um, or like the best part of you ran down your mama's ass, <laughs> like yeah, like they're just like terrible yeah, that, insults. That, that this might not also age the best yeah, either, that, like <laughs> just because of that. Very well. The whole military complex stuff, yeah. but see, I've never been big into. You've never been a big war movie. War guy. movie guys. It's so not really. There's this. only. I mean, the second half is more war. I guess. Almost I just 30 can't minutes. do anything with war. But, but basically, like, yeah. D'Onofrio in this. I mean, yeah, he I can't believe sure. he didn't win or get nominated for supporting actor. Like, he's Gomer Pyle. That's just his nickname. His yeah. real name is like, I can't remember his real name even, but. He gets pushed to the edge, and he eventually <laughs> kills Arlie Ermey's character and then shoots himself <laughs> in the head. And one of the most brutal scenes ever, just, like, brains on the toilet toilet wall. Like, you're yep, just like... it's gnarly. And that's where the title comes from, and he goes, Full Metal Jacket! <laughs> you know, he's naming, This is my gun! Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. Do you remember the... I don't remember. There's a whole speech a thing sp- that they, yeah. you know, they repeat. Yeah, it's, it's the only one like it. It is mine, and like I can't remember. Ah, damn it! I I feel dumb not knowing it. But it had been twelve to fifteen years since I've I did. This is the first movie I rewatched. Was it? It was on Netflix, and I was like, all right, I haven't seen this in a while. I'll have to say the second half is better than I remembered. It always gets a little flack as slowing down and being boring. Yeah, yeah. Because Modine's like a journalist at that point for the U.S. Army. Mm. And he's going out, and, but there's like legit action scenes, and like they have to kill like a female Vietnamese woman who's like killed a few of them because she's a sniper, and like he has to be the one to fire the gun. Like it's it's a really like I, visually it's a really cool movie. It's, I get all these Vietnam movies 
confused. Is this the I love the smell of napalm in the morning one, or is that that's Apocalypse Now? Apocalypse Now, okay. Yeah, which I haven't seen in them. fucking twenty. We got years. Platoon next year. Platoon. You know, like, I mean, all of them just kind of eighty-six. Apocalypse is not like seventy-nine. Okay. Or eighty, it's in that range. But they all just kind of blend together for me. I can't keep them straight. Yeah, but if one memory of this movie is basically, um, what's his face, Arlie Ermey, which I don't even think he was actually like a legit actor at that point. I think point. he was actually a military. Yeah, man. I think he was too. Yeah, so I guess I don't have much to say about this movie. I You've never seen it. I I've told you guys my dad made me watch more movies. I at six seven. I don't like them. Yeah, I know. I, but I'm I figured fine. you would have watched this with your dad or something. No, I may have, but I got to a point of blocking things out at a certain age. So yeah, it's been a minute since I've seen it. But yeah, go ahead with yours. But had already watched it. Um, but yeah, anytime I start going through a year in review and <clears throat> watching a movie or reading a title of a movie that says something about war, I'm like, you don't like, like Saving Private Ryan? No. God, that's such a good movie. Like, I think the only war movie I like is one that just came out that we bought. The Irish War. Oh, oh that's not even that's a, not war a war movie. movie. Not even a war movie, but it's Belfast. Belfast, yeah. That's a good movie. Belfast is I made all of those. That's a great movie. Um, but no, I, I don't like anything that has to do with war. I don't care about war. I don't give a shit. Just keep hitting these. Do you ever watch like documentaries? Mm-mm. Have you ever seen Restrepo? Have you ever seen that, Tom? I don't think so. Like 2010. I know of it, but I don't think that's a fucking that's an excellent doc. I'm surprised I didn't because I kind of I overlook documentaries sometimes. I forget. Yeah, I've. Or looking back, I'm like, damn it! Like I thought this the other day. I heard Ricky Williams on Levitar, and I was like, oh, Run Ricky Run. I could have chose that for like 08. I thought about doing a couple documentaries for the Last Dance for 20, even though it's kind of cheating because it's 10 parts. But yeah, yeah. But did you ever watch Icarus? No. Oh, so I know you've talked good. about that. Yeah. That's a doc? It's a documentary on the Russian doping. Oh, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> or uh, there was another one, The Dissident, done by the same guy about the Jamal Khashoggi killing. Oh, Jesus. That movie, that's that shit's fucking wild. But yeah, that's, the, that's still, <clears throat> still yeah. relevant today <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yeah, but yeah. Um, good watchers. What did you say? You want to do one more and then turn the air on for a bit? Yeah, yeah finish time out, that. and then I'll start next. So I don't imagine this will be on either of your lists, but um, Spaceballs. Yeah. Dude, oh my god, are you kidding me? Oh, really? It's my number four. Is it? Okay. I, I love Spaceballs. I didn't know if you were fucking down on that or it's not. It's one of my favorite comedies <laughs> of all time. I Actually, there's three movies on this list, which is funny because this is fourth. Three of my top four are probably in my top 25 movies of all time. Like yeah. Favorite movies. <laughs> Spaceballs is my 25 favorite. I, oh, my God. <laughs> it's an IMDb of 7.1. Metascore of 46. Rotten Tomatoes of 56% tomato meter, 83% audience. Had a $22.7 million budget. 
Domestically, $38,119,483. There was no worldwide distribution. It's directed by Mel Brooks. Written by Mel Brooks, Thomas Meachin, and Ronnie Graham. See, I don't mean to be a dick. But you're going to be. I'm going to be. <laughs> and you guys are both going to yell at me in a minute. I am not a huge Mel Brooks fan. See, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, I'm just not. <laughs> he has three great movies, and a lot of my, the other ones I haven't seen, so I can't really speak to. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's this Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein and Blazing Saddles are better than this, yeah, probably as movies. But I love this the most. I I just yeah. can't get on board with his style because all the and I don't know if you know if you can relate because you know me. But yeah. they're just not my style. Comedy. All the parodies in this are relevant to my taste. So like Planet so of the Apes, Space or Star Wars. So in my yeah. book, the fourth wall shit. If anybody wants to do like our um, one girl that we do a podcast with wants to do Mel Brooks. I thought you would have this because of John Candy. I have another John Candy. Oh, I figured you did. I thought this might be the one too though. No. I, I can't yeah. do Mel Brooks. There's, I this is such cannot. a quotable movie. Like all, I mean, all of his good movies are quotable. The yeah. Michael Winslow part. <laughs> yeah. I lost the bleeps. I lost the sweeps. <laughs> I lost the creeps. The what? The what? The what? I can't. Yeah. Believe, I don't know how he does that. I don't know either. But he's fucking. The my brother and I always quote the, and I didn't get this joke as a kid, where it's combing the desert. We the, found the, shit. The black guys have a pick. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get that as a kid because, you know, I didn't know culturally. Yeah. Like, we ain't found shit. <laughs> yep. Uh, just the entrance or the Prince Valium joke. I didn't know that as a kid. Yep, for sure. I mean, I obviously by the time I was like 16, I understood. But like, <laughs> oh, Prince Valium, he's so yawning all the time. Yep, he's tired exactly. of shit. The alien. I love how that's actually John Hurt. Yeah. Like the. Oh no! Not again! <laughs> I mean, just the—it's so good, man. The, every two minutes, every thirty yeah, seconds, sixty seconds is a, a joke. Singer of some kind, yeah, and that's what Brooks does so well—is compacting so many jokes into one film. Not all of them will hit. No, no, but they're all fucking there. But even like the ones that don't hit, still I still like. Oh smile. yeah, ab- absolutely. And the fact that it's a Star like, Wars, like I the mean, silly, like the. What does he say? He's like, hello, Charlene. I'm Marlene. Hello, Marlene. I'm Charlene. Then chew your gum. The double (laughs) mint gum thing. The double mint gum twins. Uh, The merchandising shit's funny. Spaceballs is cereal. Again, you say breaking the fourth wall while they're watching yeah, the, the movie to oh, figure that part's out so the funny. I love that shit. The stunt double scene. Yep. (laughs) Where it's actually uh, Steve Tobolowski from like, he's the guy in Groundhog Day that's like, Ned? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's in Silicon Valley. He's in all sorts of shit. Uh, Memento. He's yeah. uh, Sammy Jenkins. Mm-hmm. But he's, yeah. The, I just love the, the stunt double scene where I think it's Daphne Zuniga's character. Like, it's just a guy with oh, a mustache. Yeah, it looks like Hitler <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a cigar in his mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So fucking funny. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Pizza the Hut. Um, oh, you're delicious. Like, the just fact that, that, I come mean, back, you fat bearded bitch. I forgot what. They called his ship, but it was like a flying Winnebago. Oh yeah, the flying Winnebago. Um, the air thing, where just the trees fly back, and it's so <laughs> yeah, stupid, but yeah. it's funny. Yep. 
It's the Nathan thing. It's like Schwartz it's like half the jokes are actually like legit funny, and then half of them are so stupid they're funny. Like yeah. the tree, like when Dick Van Ham's like air, and there's you just see trees. <laughs> it's just a reverse of the shot before where the trees yeah. are just going back into the ground. It's stupid as fuck, but yeah, it's funny. Yep, I'm 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 a rider. Do you know what the first fan. line of this movie is? Did you rewatch this? I did. But offhand, I can't remember the first line of the movie. Colonel Sanders. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they even do, like, the scroll, like, oh, that a very, hilarious. very, 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 very long time ago or whatever. And then it's like, if you can still read this. Um, yeah, if you, you, you don't need glasses. You don't need glasses. <laughs> and I like how the ship takes, like, 30 extra seconds to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. It's, it's, it's so it's funny. It's classic. It's like I said, it's my favorite of his. I know it's not the best of his. If That's that makes fair. sense. Yeah. I think probably Blazing Saddles or Young Frankenstein. I think Blazing Saddles is his best, but I think my favorite is Young Frankenstein. I'm curious when we get there if things aren't going to age well or oh, how we that, view that. That Because there's some ends thrown in there. And there's some, well, yeah. But it's also still... F- I still think it's even, fucking hilarious. even the woke... I mean, I'm a Democrat. But the woke crowd, I think they still think it's funny. I don't think people are like cancel blazing saddles. They haven't yet. It's fifty years old almost. Like well, you just... I mean, Burr has a bit in his newest special about canceling. Uh, I guess fucking... just me as a, in my viewpoints. Yeah, I'm it, not. I understand. They they show it with a fucking like Rain Man is my worst. I'm not saying cancel Rain Man. I'm just saying, yeah. oh, I can understand why this age. Is I'm that. pretty sure on whatever streaming app Blazing Saddles is on it. Airs with a disclaimer beforehand. See, I don't actually have a problem with that. I guess if it, if you're showing to like a kid or something. Well, you shouldn't be showing that to a kid in the first. I place. saw it as a kid. I did too, <laughs> but it's not necessarily for a child. That's True. like saying. My dad told me this movie, Spaceballs. I watched. He's like, you watched that so much, like it was unbelievable. Like that's why I know so much about it. Is like I watched this movie. Just in a circle, like it was just like always on. It's funny because I was I grew up a Star Wars fan, but didn't really come across this until I was like eighteen, nineteen. Well, there's funny is I heard someone was discussing. It might have been in the same podcast where they're discussing like people that they knew that watched Spaceballs and loved Spaceballs and never seen Star Wars, and then they saw Star Wars and they were like pissed off. Really? Yeah. It's like why would you go back? Like, yeah. how have you not seen Star Wars? I mean. Half the jokes you wouldn't get if you hadn't seen Star Wars, I wouldn't think. Like, you went around my helmet. <laughs> this is... Oh no, you went over my helmet. Over my well, helmet. I went more, more around. <laughs> but like I said, I won't have any Mel Brooks. It's not my style in the movie, so we're good. Yeah, the merchandise scene. I like to the. Take anything you need to survive, and she's got a huge <laughs> yeah. dry- er, hair dryer. Yeah, yeah, Bill Pullman. You shot my hair, you son of a bitch. <laughs> she did a lot of like B movies after that, but I kind of like. I thought she was good in this. I don't think she's I've a nice seen look, her. In nice anything looking else. lady. Yeah. Joan Zoo. Rivers as the voice of yep. fucking. Oh, what? yeah, there's a chastity belt, too, remember? She's oh, like, yeah. <laughs> she's like virgin, her virgin alarm goes off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. There's a lot of jokes in this movie. Oh, right? it's jam-packed with them. I could keep going, too, but we'll move on. All right, so pause. Take a little break. Get some ice. Get it going. 
Fuck off. It's <laughs> a dick move on my part. <laughs> All right. So my next one's going to be three men and a baby. Not a chance. No offense. I love this movie. I love doing it. I knew this would be on your list. <laughs> I, told, I told somebody last night, I'm like, this three men and a baby will be on Travis' list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> IMDb is 6.1. Meta, 61. Tomato, 67%. Audience, 47%. Worldwide, 168 million. Budget was 11. Director was Leonard Nurley. Tom Selleck, Ted Denson, Nancy yeah, Travis, and Steve Gutenberg. Gutenberg. Gutenberg, whatever. I was trying to think who the third guy was, and Gutenberg just <laughs> But the goots. What I love about this movie is a baby gets dropped off at a guy's. I mean, I look at our life in this house. <laughs> Typically, there's three guys, but now there's two guys and a girl. But and a pizza, and a pizza place? place. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And a what? Brian Reynolds for a show. pizza place. It was an old oh, show. Oh yeah, ABC, exactly. Friday yeah. night. <laughs> but what I call it TGIF. No. I find it funny because majority of my time living in this house are the three guys, and what if a baby got dropped off? And I'm the one that did most of the traveling and was gone all the time. So like, what if one me of my t- babies got dropped? <laughs> No. Tom, Tom, stop watching Rogan for a second. This baby's <laughs> shitting. This was almost my worst aged. Really? Because I was thinking about. I like haven't a, seen this in so long. That's the only reason I we, didn't. We rewatched it. it. It's a good flick, but the fact I don't know. It just seems like that it could. Is then I realized that they're remaking it Can I on ask Disney you real Plus. Quick, so. How is Ted dancing in a movie? Because I've only he ever seen good. him on TV. He, I thought he was... I've only seen him on Cheers, Becker, and The Good Place. He was good. I liked him. And Curb. Yeah. I've never seen him as a like a movie actor. It's I mean, weird he, he kind of plays an aloof, dumb... He plays Sam Malone? Uh, not... He's, not a ladies' man? I mean, he's a ladies' man for sure, but not as harsh i guess i don't know much of cheers but it oh, seemed like, like cheers i feel yeah. like frazier like, like cheers. definitely cheers not was becker. the follow-up of like frazier. he was not he was probably closer no, to sam alone than he was so. becker yeah frazier followed cheers yeah, exactly but i mean he's just kind of a he's a ladies man but he's kind of an aloof dude doesn't really realize what's going on well that's the thing him. and cheers he's pretty dumb yeah he's, he's definitely he's dumb in he's a jock Okay, I can't remember show. what his job was. Because he was a Red Sox pitcher on the show. Oh, that's right. Tom Selleck is kind of the more level-headed, Competent. yeah, just analytical about the whole thing. Where and it's sort of Billy Bean. Gutenberg. <laughs> He's the Billy Bean of the group. Gutenberg is more of the emotional fucking guy. I like see Gutenberg. What happened to him? I don't know, but. I mean, he like was in Jane Silent Bob Reboot. No, I don't think so. This Police Academy and but those actually aged pretty well because we the first couple because they actually like nothing's changed in forty years. <coughs> Essentially, <coughs> no. But I love like how Ted Danson's character gets involved with the baby more than um, not Ted Danson. Wait, go into the no. plot a little bit. Like, why do they have this baby? Be well. It showed up at the door, and it had a note, and well, it basically, like, the mom was dying of cancer or was dying. Say, I haven't seen this in, No, like, she wasn't dying. Her, she just going to take care of it, her was it? parents were dying, and 
England, and she had to go take care of them, but couldn't bring the baby with them, so she left him with Ted Danson, who was the father. Mm-hmm. But oh, he's the father, actually. Yeah, Ted Danson is the father. Yes. But they had a big old party. They're, they're three bachelors fucking living it up in New York or whatever the fuck. And that so they had solid. a big old party, and Ted Danson had to leave the next day, and a buddy of his said that a package was getting dropped off for him just... Bring it inside and it'll be fine. And it was coke or heroin. The package was drugs. Yeah. Because from one of his... Oh, he I think he was an actor. Yeah. It, and so a producer that he knew was getting drugs delivered to his house so that it wouldn't be connected to him. Although at the same time, the baby got dropped off. So they're thinking, who the fuck drops off a baby as a package and doesn't tell anybody about it? So there's kind of that... Confusion. Yeah. Which added I actually to the wonder comedy. when you mentioned that, like the drugs being dropped off by a producer. I wonder if that's like in reference to somebody at the time that was I, famed for that. I, there has to be almost like a parody. Of, oh, like, I'm sure somebody laughed in the theater. It was like, oh, that's about this person. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Because that was the Coke era, man. Eighty, like seventy-eight through like eighty-eight was. I think Len Bias actually changed that. You and I, you yeah, know what that means? Well, but. Yeah. Well, dying. Because a lot of 80s actors, Pacino and Dreyfus, through their IMDb, there's like a five-year drop-off where you're like, what the fuck do they do? They were just on coke <laughs> yep. the yeah. whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, ruined their careers for a bit. But, yeah, I mean... It is actually funny. Like, I know it's a comedy, but it's actually it like is, a funny it, movie. I mean, it's it's played for a younger it was, audience. It was a comedy. Like, they did not know how to take care of a baby. So you yeah, had you like get into your normal hijinks of diapers and <coughs> don't cough in the I'm fucking sorry, microphone. I fucking was God, I just got COVID like three times from that. <laughs> I did, yeah. Um, but yeah, COVID's not a thing, by the way. But uh, uh, monkeypox. That's don't have gay sex. You're fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you see like that meme that? with like all the, like the people pile on top of each other, like monkeypox, June. Of, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so no, like this movie is a comedy, but they're trying to also get a hold of Ten Danson's character and be like, dude, where the fuck are you? This, like, like your dad, and he doesn't know who the like, he what doesn't know he is. has a child, doesn't know who it came from, and, like, and that's why there's a sequel huh. because like they end up like all three there of them being sequel. good at um being dads together so it's three men and a baby you gotta think like 1987 all three of those guys were big stars yeah yeah I'm... it would be like ryan reynolds chris pratt and chris hemsworth chris Hem- like yeah <laughs> like three guys that are really funny are believable as like could be the dead or like yeah. like ted danson was legit in 87 like yeah and tom Selleck also Selleck. Magnum I mean, P.I. I don't know if it came back, but... And Gutenberg had... He still had, he's... like, some Barry Levinson films. He did Diner, <laughs> but he's also Police Academy. I'm sorry. It's in the chest. I got... Oh, um, how much did this movie make? Oh, this movie made... Probably pretty well. It made um, $168 million. You say anything over 100 in Budget was 11 Yeah. But that's a killer deal right there. Budget oh, absolutely. 11. And the, there is a sequel which I never saw. We did, and watch they are. It. Re- you did. We did. They're rebooting. We it? did. I yeah. watched it. Yeah. I don't remember watching it. Yeah, we put it on. We both fell asleep. I think. Okay. That was an edible day. 
<laughs> but yeah, they are remaking it. I don't know if they've announced the cast yet, but I think Disney Plus is remaking yeah. it. Yeah, I you have to, you have Who to. Who would uh, with the the three I said? I know Reynolds might be a little old for it now, but like, I don't know. I mean, if you. Who would be three guys to... See, I don't think... I think Pratt kind of wore out his welcome for me on funny. Like, it's just the same dude. That's why I like Terminal Us, because he's... There's no funny in that fucking show at all. I wonder if, like... God, who would it be? But if you go younger, you go, like, Miles Teller, who's not normally funny, but I could see him being funny. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. He could play, like, the Tom Selleck role, the straight. But, no, I... I just have to say this movie's great. It's a, it's a good film. It's yeah. funny. I loved it as a child, like, and there's one more movie that I loved as a child. I would say Al Gore would be another straight man. Anson Al Gore. Anson Al Gore, yeah. Which they've worked together a bunch of times, actually. Oh, they have. That's true. The Divergent fucking yep. movies. We or if you go middle-aged, you could have, like, you go silly and just have like Sean William Scott as like the fuck up or something yeah. like you know like something in their forties. I don't know. Interesting, Charlie Kelly. Yeah, I mean, or Charlie Day. Sorry, Charlie Kelly is the character. Charlie Day. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't have anything else to say. I think it's on to you. Men and a baby. Well, I figured Plus. that would actually be on your list. Yeah, that's a good flip. I've never seen it, so my number seven, I imagine, is on either one or both of your lists. It's probably a little low. The Princess Bride. It's my number two. Oh, my number seven. Not on it. You know the Princess Bride. Wow. Nope. Tomato meter ninety-seven, audience ninety-four, IMDb eight point one, meta seventy-seven. Written by William Goldman, the late William Goldman, who wrote the novel and the screenplay. He also, he's the one that kind of is credited as the. Goodwill Hunting, like, yeah. did he actually write this for them? Director Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner had a run, man. Yeah, he did. When Harry Met Sally, A Few Good Men, Stand By Me's Next Year, like, he was on a tear back then. Yeah. Uh, this is Spinal Tap, 84. 16 million U.S., or budget, sorry, U.S. 30.86, worldwide 30.9 something. I didn't. So it made, like. A half million. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Carrie Elwes, Robin Wright, Mandy Patinkin, and Andre the Giant, and that guy, the inconceivable guy, I didn't write his name down, but I've seen him in a million He's things. been in a bunch. He's always the fucking guy. In cunts, even the king, or whoever, the prince, I can't think of who he was exactly, but. He was a prince. Mm-hmm. I, I love Mandy Patinkin in this movie. I don't know him much That's from much of, else, but. The only thing I know him CBS from, is on Homeland. Oh, he is on Homeland. Which was kind of a big thing. I've never watched it, but My I know of it. My mom fucking loved it. I've heard good things. Yeah. Claire Danes. And yeah. My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Yeah. So Billy Crystal has a small part in it. It's like that goblin looking thing. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, there's the Rob Reiner connection. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just a good, it's a fairy tale. Oh, yeah. I didn't mention Fred Savage. Yeah, he's the boy. That's right. Now, Grandpa's somebody. I've seen him before, but I couldn't place him. When I, I he, just watched this like a week ago, I think. Yeah, I watched it probably two weeks ago. He, it's on Disney, I think. It's on Disney Plus, yeah. But I, I fucking love fantasy films. I don't know why. 
It's nostalgic too. It is definitely has that, but you don't get good fantasy films anymore. And it's I really mean, just this a fairy is kind of this, tale, essentially. Yeah, it's. I mean, that falls in the same category. True. Fantasy films you get now are just rehashes of Lord of the Rings or fucking Game of Thrones. Or... Do you consider like comic book movies fantasy? No. What would those be? Just like I. Fantasy Just, for me, action movies. Like, what yeah, are they exactly? They're, they're comic book movies. They're one Song of their thing. own thing. Okay. I, when I think of fantasy films, I think of Princess Bride. I think of Labyrinth. I think of Neverending Story. Eighty six is I Labyrinth. Think of Crawl. I think of movies like that. Those are fantasy movies to me. I don't even consider like Lord of the Rings fantasy anymore. It is fantasy though. It's not. It sci- is, it's not sci-fi. But, because sci-fi is usually... Oh, like, and you I mean, missed yeah. um, Never-Ending Story. Never-Ending Story, I mentioned. Never-Ending Story, yep. That is definitely a fantasy film, but... I mean, those are what I think of. Stardust. Let, I mean, a movie Stargate. like... Stargate. Yeah, that... That that's might be that's more sci-fi than fantasy, but History I, it goes almost, there. Yeah, a little bit. But I love fantasy films. And you Fifth just, Element? Fifth Element? Yeah, sci-fi. It's more sci-fi. Mirror Mask. That's always a tough thing. Is like, where do you? There's a there's a close line between those two. Like, what's Star Wars? It's kind of both. That's uh, you could call that a space opera if you want. <laughs> like, I mean, but it's fantasy in a sense. It I is. Mean, it yeah. Is in a galaxy far, far away. Like that's awesome. But yeah, I I just those five words or six words is like. Those are the type of movies that I'm on board for and princess bride definitely fits the bill I, yeah i didn't realize this was robin wright's first fucking movie i didn't know that yeah uh, i'm assuming that because and i've watched the credits and it said introducing robin wright oh wow so i didn't notice that but what's funny is like because this is 87 glory came out in 89 i'm like carrie ellis he could have been a big star I mean, Liar Liar is the next big thing I know him in. That's eight years later after yeah, Glory. He saw. Saw he was he's in, in a Seinfeld a couple episodes of Seinfeld. He's married to Deborah Messing. They're trying to like yeah, break yeah, them up. That's right. Because Elaine wants to date him and George wants to date or Jerry wants to date mm-hmm. Deborah Messing. So yeah, I. But then, it's a great movie. I mean, it's it's funny too. Like the scenes where like he's following them in the beginning and he's just like. <laughs> It's like he's just fucking, like floating up the fucking yeah. ladder thing. And he's and he's charismatic as fuck with the mask movie, too. and shit. You know? Yeah, he's curious. I, yeah, it's one of those what ifs. Like what ha- what happened? There had to be I mean. something. Either they realized he's not a good actor. I don't know. I don't think he's bad. I don't think I've yeah, seen him in. I've never so. been like, oh, he sucked in this movie. Yeah, I mean, he showed up in. He's difficult. Or... Season two or three of Stranger Things, and then. That was the last time oh, I remember yeah, seeing him. He was the mayor or something. Yeah. I wonder though if just like he didn't he like the limelight to work with. Maybe. He didn't like the limelight, and maybe he's just like I'm gonna do things off and on that I want to do. Yeah, I don't know, but he was fantastic in this film. Like Saw, he's awesome in Saw. Like, yeah, I mean, one of the two that are actually like watchable. Well, we ran through the gambit of them for Oof, a podcast. That's too bad. <laughs> hey. Yeah. Spiral than... was okay. Was Spiral good? Spiral was fine. Good. Didn't need it. But yeah. it Chris Rock fine. in a serious role. And with Fargo the same year. He did Fargo show the same year. And he he was the big proponent of getting that Spiral off the ground. Like, he went to Lionsgate and said, I want to do this. 
and they let him. And it wasn't great. It was fine. Fine is fine sometimes. <clears throat> they were clearly trying to set up another franchise, and I don't think it'll get off the ground. But Yeah. So, yeah, we got... Was that my pick? And then you, that I canceled you? That was your pick. They canceled me out. So. so we each have five. Well, you... Yeah. You can still go if you want. Yeah, I'll go. Like, I'll yeah, go. just keep going. I mean... I imagine this will be on one, if not two, of your guys' list. But my number seven is Fatal Attraction. That's my number three. Three? That's not on my... I not loved on this movie. <laughs> This first the first time I'd ever seen it. The first I, time I'd seen I think it I texted also. you. I was like, you did. Glenn Close <laughs> is one of the scariest fucking characters I've ever seen. This is the one that would not be in my favorite top 25. Space supposed to be ahead of it, but it's higher gotcha. than this other list. I know that's weird. That makes sense, though. I mean, it's just a... It's such an uncomfortable watch. IMDb is 6.9, a Metascore of 67, Rotten Tomatoes of 76% tomato meter, 72% audience. Had a budget of fourteen million. I this and murdered me. domestically one hundred fifty six million six hundred forty five thousand six hundred ninety three dollars worldwide three hundred and twenty million one hundred forty five thousand six hundred ninety three dollars. It's directed by Adrian Lin, written by James Dearden. Was this based on a story? Did I see that? Or? Um, I probably wrote it down. <laughs> I think it's Adrian Lyne also Lyne? to like okay, yeah. be that guy, but well, be that guy. James Dearden is the only one I have written down. Adrian Lyne's the one that did Nine and a Half Weeks. Yeah, which is next year. Is it eighty six? Nine yeah. and a Half Weeks is eighty six. Yeah. Yeah, this movie, I've heard. Okay, so it's Michael Douglas, Glenn Close, Ann Archer. I have heard that people they did this on the rewatchables. And they talked about how it's one of the best thrillers of all time. It's supposed to be one of the most influential movies of all time because it created the, the femme fatale, the kind of but also like the p- blank from hell. So this is like the mistress from hell or ex or yeah. side piece from hell. There's always like landlord from hell, tenant from hell. There's always like some right roommate fucking from hell type thing. Yeah, yeah. and basically Glenn Close said for years and years, even to today. That she'll have people come up to her and be like, thank you for saving my marriage. Because <laughs> they consider yeah. cheating and realize this, is a, this is a possibility and stopped. Yeah. I mean, this was the Michael Douglas where he sl- slept with her one time. Wait. Yeah, they spent like a weekend together, essentially. Yeah, exactly. And then she haunted the family. When What I... Real, I thought this would be on your list. I would be. I'm I would have bet his sure. list over yours. Yeah. See this. But I recommended it to you because I was barely, like, that movie. She scared the fuck out of me. In this this movie. barely made my list. She's I, one of the best villains. This is on this your list. I almost list. did. It missed. Oh. Me. So yeah, the, I like this movie a lot. The scene where she well, because there's a scene where she finally like kicks him and is like, get the fuck out of here. And yeah. then she, when she shows him the kitchen with a slit wrist, I was like, <laughs> is this yeah. fake? Yeah. Like, I was like, this can't be real. You have to leave. This can't be real. Like, what's, what's her house? It was her house. I know, but once but I'm you like, see I was this... just like, wait, what the fuck? Like, she really cut her wrist? You gotta go. So, Tom, did you know... Is that the... That's a two-way. Oh, no. Did you know that there is an alternate ending? You want that? 
I think I read something in so the. So I trivia. looked it up. It's on YouTube. <clears throat> the ending we got was the original alternate, and the fans or whoever the viewing, what do they call the that? Test like, screening. The test screening. Uh, hated the beginning because the, the original ending and you can find it on youtube you might maybe tonight later we'll watch it but she so glenn close in this scenario kills herself in the scene where michael douglas shows up and is like fighting her in her apartment mm-hmm. he touches the knife so his prints are there so she frames him he gets framed for her murder <laughs> and ann archer at the very end goes up and listens in the ba- in the attic to that tape of hers and realizes like she threatens him with like i'm gonna act pretend to kill myself type stuff and the very end scene is her going oh my god like and she goes and leaves so you don't get like a trial or anything thank god i don't want a trial movie but fans hated it because they wanted glenn close to suffer (laughs) naturally she should have okay i'll say this right now it sounds hyperbolic, maybe, but Glenn Close in this movie is one of the top 10 to 15 performances I've ever seen. And yeah. the fact that she didn't win the Oscar this year is a fucking yeah, uh, travesty. Uh, who like, won? Cher. For? Moonstruck. Oh, uh, fuck that. I didn't watch Moonstruck, but I can't imagine it was a better performance. Glenn Close, that. it's one of the best. It's like top 15 of any actor. I'm not talking actor, actress. I'm talking any actor. I remember she's incredible in this movie seeing a i think afi did top 100 movie villains of all time and i think she was she was at least top 15 maybe top 10 i can't remember she terrified me yeah it was it was like a horror movie because because of her i mean it's almost in it's weird because i'm done with that <laughs> like the introduction yeah, to her, she's a successful. I don't remember what she was, but she was an accomplished businesswoman and seemed to have her head on her shoulders, but then just fucking. They're like book editors or something stupid, like book publishers. I, I thought he was like a lawyer or something, or worked for. A, I don't remember. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, we're done with that for the night. But yeah, it was. So, that was your <laughs> turn? Oh, my turn. That was mine. So, yeah, it's yours. I've only got okay, so four left now. I got four. I have four as well. I have five, actually. Um, Plane, trains, and automobiles. <laughs> I did not have this. I do like it, but... So this reminds me... This movie reminds me of Due Date. It's a modern version of Due Date. A little bit, yeah. Go through the numbers first. But yeah. um, IMDb, 7.6. Meta, 72. Tomato meter, 92%. Audience score, 87. Worldwide, 40... I'm rounding down on this one. 49.5. Budget was 15. Director writer was John Hughes. But had Steve Martin, John Candy, Lala Robbins, and Michael McKean. I enjoyed this movie a lot. Just because you had John Candy as a lonely person whose family you did not realize 
he didn't have, but he talked about. And he was been on the road for three years trying to hide those emotions. And he's try and he got um what's his name? Steve Martin. Steve Martin, who's trying to get back to his family for Thanksgiving. So, all in all, it's a great movie because it reminds you of Due Date. Due Date... I didn't put the Due Date connection together, but you are right. It's, it's very it's there. Similar. Yeah, that's true. It's the modern version of that. And they went through hell to it's get like the ori- It's the original version of that, you mean? Yeah. Because Due Date's 09? Uh, yeah, exactly. I was on my list. <laughs> but you had John Candy... John Candy's character who sells ring like the shower rings for yeah, things. That's right. And he's going around he's a traveling salesman. And then you have um um Steve Martin's character who's just a businessman, I think. Yeah, pretty uptight, fucking Yeah, like no nonsense. Definitely like uh um Yeah. It it definitely fits in with Due Date. The more I think about it, you're fucking right. This Due Date is a complete fucking ripoff of this movie. Mm-hmm. And that's Outside why I enjoyed it. the pregnancy. Yeah, but yeah. it was a Thanksgiving. I gotta get to my family. It's an urgency. Yeah, you're right. And they get kicked off a plane, and then they go on the road. They go on a train. They go on a train. And they get on an automobile. Yeah. And they stay in, like, awkward hotels together, and, yeah. How the fuck did Hughes and Candy get connected? Because Candy's Canadian. Yeah, I don't know. And Hughes, I'm assuming, is from the Chicago area, because everything takes place. Candy's Canadian, I think. Hughes is? Hughes is. Chicago. Did you say Candy's Canadian? Candy's Canadian. Yeah, okay, sorry. Oh, yeah. But Hughes, no, I'm assuming, is from, from the Chicago area. Yeah. Ferris. I mean, all of them are Chicago. All of them. Pretty in Pink, and which is next year. Um, what's the other one? The Breakfast Club. Breakfast I'm not Club, sure. yeah. Chicago, yeah. too. Was Sherman, Illinois, or something like that. But, yeah, I Sorry, mean. I miss, I, I'm high, but I miss her, dude. I thought, I thought you were saying Candy was from Chicago, and I was like, in my head, you know what popped in my head was a fucking... Uh, Uncle Buck. Yeah. yeah. He was in Wrigleyville. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Oh, he's talking about that. Okay. <laughs> well, that, that's the thing that I wonder. Like, if he came up with, like, the Bill Murray Second City fucking Chicago group. I wouldn't doubt if he wrote for them. I mean. In the same era. Yeah. I mean, he was in Stripes with Bill Murray, so. Oh, Candy? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know if that was the connection to Hughes or what, but. Maybe. I mean, how many fucking movies do you do with? Stripes is Ramus as a director. That's Ramus, but, but I mean, probably knew them. Uncle Buck. I love Uncle Buck. Planes, trains, and automobiles. Favorite. Didn't Hughes do? Uh, what was the one from last year with Dan Aykroyd? Great Outdoors. Did he do that? He wrote it. Yeah. I don't think he directed. They were friends. It has, yeah. I want to look at John Candy's funeral. Maybe they have that on. YouTube somewhere. You want to watch, watch his I've never want to watch someone's funeral. No, like, you watch all those people do, like, those cars and stuff. Like, the thing is, is who is there? Who is there? Yeah. I mean, never wanted to watch someone's funeral. 
Well, you're gonna watch mine. Doesn't matter. Want to? Watch. We live forever. Well, no one. <laughs> no one lives forever, but. I got. Um, Y'all love me, whatever. I got moved. Yeah, that's not helpful. Oh, you gonna die next week? I'm good. <laughs> that means I die first. <laughs> Fuck off. Is it mine now? Yep. You done with that one? Mm-hmm. This one's pretty nostalgia rated. <laughs> I did rewatch it, but Predator is my number six. That was just off my list. We yeah. did rewatch it. Not either. Nope. Tomato meter 80, audience 87. Oh, we got a lot. Though, IMDb 7.8, meta 45. Written by Jim and John Thomas. I actually didn't let me look up if they were related. I just saw both their names <laughs> and assumed they were. Directed by John McTiernan for two years in a row. He had hard. He had Die Hard last year. Mm-hmm. The budget of 15 million. Made 59.7 US, 98.3 worldwide. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Carl Weathers, Jesse Ventura, and Bill Duke. Two governors. Yeah, that's one right. One cast. Nice. Minnesota and California. Yep. Couldn't be more polar opposite politically, I don't think. No. <laughs> State-wise, maybe. But I don't think Jesse Ventura was pretty heavily conservative. No, he wasn't. No, they're both Republicans, though. Well, I mean, yeah, but a Republican in California is... Fair. That's, I, mean, I understand what you're saying. That. Well, McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to get off that for a sec. Uh, oh, yep. <laughs> what are they in Vietnam? Where the fuck are they again? No, in they're Germany? in like South America. Is it South America? Columbia what are we talking about? Predator. Predator. Oh, yeah. And after I didn't realize the fucking meme of the muscle bone. Oh, you didn't know that? I didn't put it together until we rewatched the movie. I'm like, oh shit! It lasts for like five is. seconds. I, I know, dude. That's so good. It's so it's funny like, too. You guys are fucking on so many steroids. <laughs> yep. It's like nobody's veins look like that no. naturally. No. But I mean, that meme has been used so many fucking times. I'm like, oh, that's funny. I'm like, holy shit, that's from they Predator. A, they did a rewatch was on this, and because I remember Schwarzenegger says to Carl Weathers, I remember the guy's character's name. He's like. Such and such, you bastard. <laughs> yep. And he's like, and and Chris Ryan like, Rich was like, what are you funny when you show up? I was like, Bill, you piece of shit. <laughs> Just like high five, dude. Like, yep. you're so fucking weird. Yeah. This movie's, it's fucking uh, insane. Again, I mean, this is a quintessential Hall 80s fame action film. Action movie. Yeah. I mean, it. That's all it is. Balls to the wall, just straight testosterone. Just fucking don't give a fuck. Let's just blow some shit up. Are you surprised this made my list? Uh, yeah, I am kind of. I Like I said, it was just off mine. We rewatched it. There were like it, two action it. movies from this year where I was like... That's either that there there that. were two. This one would have... We'll talk about it after the fact. But this one would have made my list before the other one. I'm yeah, pretty I mean, sure you well, know what I'm talking happened, about. Yeah. <laughs> so. Do they have a statue in, De- of De- in Detroit of it? Yeah. Okay, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's actually like kind of a. But I love that movie, that movie too. Yeah, but it's like a political movie, really. A little like, bit. A little bit. But anyways. Yeah, probably there's not much to say, really. I mean. But, however, the guy. I told you this on a text, I think. But he wouldn't, might not know. Is. 
something Kevin Walter, Andrew Kevin Walter is his name or something. He played Predator in the suit, and he played Harry and Harry yeah. and the Hendersons in the suit. <laughs> and sadly, he died of AIDS in 1991 because he got a car accident. He was like seven foot two. Got a car accident, had such bad blood loss, they gave him a transfusion that oh was infected. Oh my god, that's fucked. He died of AIDS in 1991. But he played two. I mean, Harry Anderson's made a lot. I mean, it's sixty million dollars it made. So like, what was the gross of this one? Predator. Oh, Predator was. Uh, Jesus Christ. Sorry. Um, Ninety-eight worldwide. So Sixty here. On a what budget? Fifteen. Fifteen million was all they had. That's not bad. Harry Anderson made forty-nine point nine million worldwide. So. Two movies with this guy made $150 million. Yeah. And, I mean, this one, they're s- still making movies. Fucking one There's just a new one just on Hulu Prey. It's getting good reviews, according to you, like, which I trust. But, yeah. I, um, yeah, it looked, the trailer looked cool. And even... It looks like, more, like, native, like, almost like it, a, Yeah, it's a... Is in the past? It's a prequel, I'm pretty sure. It's okay. like colonial fucking... America. I guess it's like Native Americans. Or yeah. I, I didn't assume that because I was like, I don't know if this is in America. They could be like I'm pretty sure some other South American place. Where I it, think it's colonial America because they show like which I guess soldiers Native with Americans muskets be, actually oh, going yeah. against the guy. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I mean... I've, oh. God, I only got three left now because yeah, four. you knocked out... Princess Bride, Fatal Attraction. Go ahead. (coughs) All right, my number one, two, three, four. My number six is a movie I watched a long time ago. Wasn't streaming anywhere. And we actually borrowed it from our category podcast partner, Near Dark. That was number two. That's Bigelow, right? It's Catherine Bigelow. That was one of the ones I... Wasn't streaming. Yeah, it wasn't streaming. And anywhere. it was Tarantino or Avery was on one of their lists as like yeah top one five of my movies. favorite movies. It's, it's, it's a vampire great. movie, right? Yeah. yeah. It was an IMDb of six point nine, meta score of seventy six, Rotten Tomatoes of eighty two percent tomato meter, seventy four percent audience, and a five million dollar budget. Domestically, three million three hundred sixty nine thousand three hundred seven dollars. There was no worldwide release. Directed by Catherine Bigelow. Written by Eric Red and Catherine Bigelow. Is that her first movie? I think this may have been her fucking yeah. first movie she Debut. did. Was she already with James Cameron? They, yes, they were dating. I don't think they were married at the time because there's like several, three or four people from Aliens in this movie. Oh, okay. And I think he said... You should bring these people. Bill Paxson's in it. Uh, yeah, I knew he was. Lance Hendrickson, I think his name is, who played the the uh, AI, the robot. Okay. And Velasquez from Aliens is also in the movie. Those three from Aliens are in this. But yeah, it's 
I mean, it's a vampire movie. Mm-hmm. The main character's name escapes me. He's been in some shit. His name was Adrian um, Pastar. Yeah. Um, you'd recognize him. I'd show you a picture. But. but my biggest thing about this is how like I know it's blood transfusion, oh, but yeah. like how do you definitely was, like change somebody not to be a vampire anymore? Like he's like yeah, he, that, like, that, that, like that. at the end like, she's like you're warm, and his dad transformed him. Uh, I don't know, man. You've never seen this? Mm-hmm. So it's, what, the 70s? Is that when this takes place? Mm-hmm. He's a farmer. They're in rural Oklahoma, Texas, Nebraska, somewhere in the Midwest. Iowa. I don't think they say, yeah. He goes into town and finds a pretty lady, and they just hang out for a while. She ends up being a vampire and biting him and turning him. And he kind of bails. She wants him. They have like a group. There's like five or six of them that are vampires. She wants him to join because she kind of likes him. He's still trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. So he tries to go home and they kidnap him. And basically say you've got two days to try and prove to us that you're one of us or we're going to kill you. So they give him a bunch of opportunities to feed on people or kill people and he's not quite there yet. And Bill Paxson plays uh, he's he's fucking phenomenal in this movie but he plays a straight up sociopath vampire Lance Hendrickson's been around for... They have, like, a kid who's probably 150 years old, but hasn't aged because he was turned as a child. Uh, At one point, they ask, like, the leader, Hendrickson, I think his name is, like, how long have you been alive? He's like, well, I fought for the South. So he's, I mean, he's fucking 200 years old. And they're killing all these people, and eventually the fucking cops get on their tail because they go to a bar. This is the kind of the big scene in the movie. They go to a bar filled with people and just kind of tear everybody apart. And this is kind of the last test for Adrian's character. And like, you either go chase this guy down and kill him, or we're going to kill you. And he ends up letting him go. And he goes to the cops, the cops find them, and then there's a big old shootout in this shitty-ass motel. A shootout with vampires? <laughs> yep. Because it's something, they can't go out in daylight, so they stay in hotels and block all the windows out until nightfall comes. And Adrian ends up saving all of them by going, running out into the sunlight and grabbing the van and... Saving everybody, so they're like, "All right, you're part of the crew." I mean, he didn't die, but he got burnt profusely, and they recover pretty quickly from sunlight damage. Hmm. I mean, the vampire lore doesn't really. Are they fast? No, there's no twilight bullshit here. (laughs) Glitter. Yeah, none of that. True Blood have a little bit of that. They're faster. Their senses are better. I mean, I think it's. 
known that they're stronger, faster, quicker, but they can see better. Like, yeah. Like that. But eventually he's kind of acclimating himself to the group and they end up staying at a hotel where his father and sister are out actively looking for him because they saw him get kidnapped. So they're going around the fucking countryside looking for him and happenstance brings them both to the same place. And so they want to kill the father and the sister and he goes against them and they go away. And this is what Trav was talking about. They unturn him by giving him a blood transfusion. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which is kind of weird. Yeah, it doesn't fit. And so he's no longer a vampire. His girl that turned him is kind of pissed off, and everybody's pissed off. They come after the family. Eventually, all the vampires die, and he saves his girlfriend by the same way, blood transfusion. Hmm. So, I mean, there's some problems with it. Watch it again and figure it out. Yeah, this is the first time I'd ever seen it. But this was... Uh, this was number two for me. Number two? Yeah. This was Sandy. We did uh favorite vampire movie, and this was hers. Okay. Which is why we wanted to borrow it from her, because we'd never seen it, and if it was her favorite. Which, what was your vampire movie? Um, that foreign one. I bought. Oh, the arena. Oh, one? the mine was let the right one in. Yours was the Korean one. Yeah, Korean. Oh, that Danish, the let the right one in. What was the language on that? Let the right one in was Swedish. Swedish. Uh, you did the Korean one. I made my list in 2010. I think that was my number one 12, movie of the year. I fucking love that movie. But yeah, Near Dark, it's worth a watch. You can't find it fucking anywhere. But yeah, that's yeah. why I was like, I'm oh, good. My next one. You can't even buy it on Voodoo. Like, it's just not available anywhere. Yeah. My next one is No Way Out. Didn't make my list, but I did like that movie. IMDb is 7.1, meta 77, tomato 91%, audience 72, worldwide 35.5 million. Budget 15. Director Roger Donaldson, Kevin Cosner, Gene Hackman, Sean Young, and Will, uh, Will Patton. I really enjoyed this movie. This is the first time I'd watched it. First time I ever watched it, but like he ended up like sleeping with a girl who was single but not. And she was, she was sleeping having a sec- affair with the Secretary of State. Defense, I think. Defense, that's what it was. And, uh, which was Gene Hackman. And he knew about it. They did their thing. but Who he was working for. Yeah, who yeah. he was working for. Gene Hackman ended up killing her. And starting, like, a whole private, like, thing. And involving uh, Kevin Cosner's character. Which, he's like, uh, what the fuck? She's dead, blah, blah. That's why she answered my phone calls. And so, I don't know. This movie was a lot of things, and at the end, it's like, holy shit. Just all came to play. Have you seen this? 
No, it was like the first one that missed my list to watch. It it's a good cat and mouse. This is what I was talking about about like the fucking because there's a huge twist at the end of the movie where you find out that Kevin Costner is a Russian agent, mm-hmm. where he's playing a navy. I mean, he's a deep cover, fucking American-style kind of thing, where he's been here for fucking decades. So, with No Way Out, I just kind of really enjoy that. It's a big blowout to a mess. I mean, it's it's a cat-and-mouse game, where Kevin Costner knows that uh, Gene Hackman killed her. Mm Mm-hmm. But he's working for Gene Hackman, trying to find the killer, who they made up a foreign agent, a Russian spy, to be the killer. And so he's trying to stay one step ahead of them. And it's not really Hackman, it's his underling. Yeah, exactly. Who's kind of running the show, who ends up killing a couple people. But then it turns out that Kevin Costner is the Russian is a Russian spy. Exactly. Yes. Actually, in love with Sean Young. Is that your name? And this is on HBO Max. So there's a bunch of. I mean, we'll talk about them later. But uh, there's one I want to do like mon like this week before we turn that one movie that we're gonna talk about. But we already talked about it. Near Dark. Um. I want to do a separate podcast about that. About No Way Out? No, Near Dark. Oh, Near Dark. Yeah, we can do that. But I also think there's a lot we can talk about No No Way Out because how you find out at the end that he's the actual spy. Well, I mean, it was just happenstance. It wasn't... Was it predictable or... No, I did not see that coming at all. Like, it was like, holy fucking shit. Because the movie opens with him getting interrogated. And you think he's getting interrogated by the FBI, the CIA. But it's actually the KGB. Which you don't find out until the end of the fucking movie. that's cool. There was no indication that he was working for the other side at any point. Other... I mean, they... I thought maybe I missed it, but I thought they just made up this Russian yeah. secret agent to cover up the fact that Gene Hackman killed a woman, his mistress. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. So I, I think it could be more enlightening to watch it again. Well, I know the writer, one of the writers, Roger Garland, I think he's pretty involved in a lot of those movies like that in the 80s and early 90s. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I... Again, it was the first time I watched it, and I liked it quite a bit. I enjoyed it a lot. And this yeah, was your number what? Um, five. Because two got taken out. Now, why the fuck? Near Dark uh, was two, and Lethal Weapon was one. Right, but why the fuck are you doing it like we do this no. year instead of doing it every other fucking time? Because it's like it worked out. Yeah, that's how it worked out in my. Because as we start going through the thing, I already know which one's my worst, which one's going there, so yeah. I can do that. You could have just done it like a normal human being for the last thirty-three years. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck off! I just want you guys all to die. 
No, it's not very nice. No, it's not. So I'm sorry. Eventually. I have three left. I have two. So you go. My number five. Or no, sorry, number four. No, it's my five. Sorry, Space Force is four. Angel Heart. Yes, I was on it. So you guys like that. We bought it and watched it last night. That movie's awesome. I like it a lot. It's. Do you think, okay, the whole, like, is it purposeful? Because I kind of read it seems like it's purposefully obvious that he's Lucifer. Oh, well, yeah. With with his name. The nails. But I didn't put that together until. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't. Yeah. I think because I already know. I watched watched this movie when I was like 15 with my mom. This is the first time I'd ever seen it. Like, Lisa Monet gets fucking raped and, like, murdered by. No, but you, I'm, I'm I'm excited. This is on both your lists, like, because I texted you two weeks ago. I was like, dude, you should check out Angel Heart. I, I thought I was yeah. gonna age the worst, maybe, but I do remember that. But I was like, it's it's pretty fucking good. Yeah, I agree. Oh, sorry, I didn't did I have any other numbers. No, oh, I didn't, didn't do any of that. Yeah, I'm readjusting. I had a bad time <laughs> twenty minutes ago. Audience. Or tomato meter eighty one, audience eighty one. I'm to be a seven point three, meta sixty one, written by Alan Parker and William Hjortberg, which is based on his novel. That was another novel. Oh, I was like, novel, I wonder what yeah. that novel's like. <laughs> yeah. Director Alan Parker. Budget seventeen million, US seventeen point one, no worldwide. Got Mickey Rourke, Robert De Niro, Lisa Bonet, and Charlotte Rampling. Yeah. So yeah, he's a private detective. And it takes place in 50s. Yeah, 50s, early 50s. It maybe. starts in New York. Starts in New York. The novel, I guess, only place, takes place in New York, so I don't know how they incorporate the second half of that movie in yeah. the book. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. But it's New Orleans in the back half. And yeah, he's after a guy named Johnny. Johnny. Valentine? Or? No, it's. Yeah, a, I understand that. Something like that. Yeah. Fuck, that's gonna bug. We watched it fucking last night, Johnny. Fuck a lot. I want to say Fontaine, but that's the Godfather. Johnny famous. Famous. Is that what? I think it might. uh, God damn it! It's something. It's but. So yeah, he's so Mickey Rourke is a PI. His name's Harry Angel. And uh, sorry, he um. What's the first murder? I can't remember like how he gets involved. Is it the. The first one that he... Wait, how uh, does he get involved again? Oh, Louis Cipher approaches him and his Brings colleague. him in looking for Johnny. Like, hey, we have a proposition for you. Like, we'll pay you this much to find to find this person. And yeah, they, they up it eventually because he's like, oh, I'll give you this much. Because the, the murder was... God damn it. What was that first murder? Yeah, he watched this fucking yesterday. Was it the fucking priest that he kills? Spoiler alert, he killed I mean, he killed, he killed a bunch of people. He ends up killing a bunch of people, but you don't realize it's him. So yeah. Uh, is it the No, priest? it was the doctor. Oh, yeah, that has the record. That that he goes, he gets hired and then goes to the insane the hospital. Asylum, or hospital like, oh, where... We don't have those, but here's the doctor that signed off on these and he goes to his place. But isn't that guy like religious? Or am I thinking the, of, no, the doc a... the doctor is a morphine addict. That's right. God yeah. damn it! I, it's been a couple weeks, but 
after two weeks, I should have a memory. I mean, we watched it yesterday, and I can't fucking remember. I can't remember a lot. But I'm so happy you guys like this movie because I knew it was a great. Since I watched, I was like, I think both of you guys would like this. And that was one that wasn't streaming. How did you watch it? Did you I rent it? it? Did you? See, we don't like to rent movies. We just like, buy them. I just get I, it's on my iTunes yeah. account, so I just show like. You were charged three ninety nine for this movie. I said whatever. Yeah, whatever. That's... See, I don't know what the guy's name was because Mickey Rourke is listed on IMDb as Harry, as Harry Angel. Angel. They want to spoil yeah, it. and he's got a few on. Um, I think it's Johnny. It's not Valentine, but it's something. Johnny Famous or fucking. If I Google it, honestly. Just yeah. Like... But oh yes, back to the story. Starts connecting to where this guy was a jazz musician. He has a daughter. Johnny Favorite. Favorite. Yeah, exactly. He has a daughter. How, how was Charlotte Rampling involved again? The she was psychologist? the... No, she was the uh, palm reader. The palm, tarot, Yeah, the tarot cards yeah. and shit. And she ends up getting her heart cut out. Mm-hmm. Doctor, there was all everyone had some interesting kind of, but yeah, problem. I think it's yeah. done. Yeah, I think mm. we're good. No, this movie's interesting as fuck. No, it's good, it's a great movie. I, th- I, th- I think the on a second watch, stuff, watching a second time, it's a little heavy handed, but it's also, I think, the watching it because it's probably the third time I've seen my life. I was like, this is like they're kind of air mailing it, like they, they're showing you. Now you didn't. I didn't notice the first time, but I didn't see it again until I was probably twenty five, and now I'm thirty four. Like, so I see it once every like ten years. Yeah. So the first time, I guess I understand not real like noticing Lewis Cipher Lucifer. Yeah. Because even the first thing he says is like, I have, someone made a deal with me, and they owe me money. Like they owe me. He doesn't say money. He says like they owe me a. They need to. Finish out their they fucking contract. The, yeah, or it's like it's it's. Yeah. If you see it again, you'll be like, oh, it's so obvious. Yeah, I would imagine. But I, I usually the first time too, I didn't I didn't notice because they call him usually just Mister Cipher. So the but Cipher Cipher, like yeah, you're not gonna notice. You can't. It's put like that it's like, hey, hello, that. Lewis Cipher. I'd be like, okay, why do they keep saying this name? Yeah, and the idea that when he first meets him, like. They're in a black church in Brooklyn, and somebody yeah, had almost, blown their brains out. Yeah, it's almost like he brings darkness with him everywhere. I, I think that it'll be a lot illuminated on a second viewing. This is an interesting yeah. thing, too, span for De Niro, because he did, like, back-to-back years, I think. Maybe it's two years. But he did Brazil, where he's, like, in a five-minute part. And, and then this, he's only in this. He's probably yeah. only in this for ten minutes total time, if that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Bonet is really the second most time on screen, which, I mean, I could see where you were thinking the argument could be made for this being worst age because it's, it's a rated X. Yeah. Well, when it got released in theaters, they cut ten seconds out of that sex scene to get it to R. But then when they did the DVD release, they just yeah, put it back I had in. like the real version where it's like, oh, yeah. she's just like. And she's playing a seventeen-year-old. That's another thing. It's like he's That's like, I like you, uh, Epiphany. Yeah. He's like, how old are you? And she's like, seventeen. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> it's not good. 
And did you read any of the trivia on this? Because this was when she was on the Cosby show. Bill Cosby denounced the sh- this and she left the show, I think. Yeah, well, she Which said... Which is funny because he probably tried to drug her before that. <laughs> right. The trivia on IMDb trivia said that she went to Cosby and said, I have this opportunity to do this movie. It's It was her first movie. Mm. Other, everything else has been Cosby show. And she said, there's nudity in it. But I kind of want to do it. And as she says, he gave her the A-OK. People close to Cosby said he was fucking pissed off because it's going to tarnish her good girl view. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think she was off the show after this movie came out. I think so, too. And actually, watching this after seeing some other Rourke work from the earlier 80s, you can see the age starting to crack it's, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I don't and know. I looked it up. He is. He was like 36 in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I think he's born in 52. Or but, maybe 35. I, I thought he did a... He's, no, he's always he's been really, a good actor. He's really good now. Like, yeah. He's dealing with weird material. I don't know if it's rough. It's not rough material. Right. I'd, like, this movie could be better... But it could be way worse. Yeah, it certainly could. Did they ever say, because he keeps mentioning, I have a thing with chickens. Did they ever say what the I, thing was? I think that's some sort of biblical thing. Is it? Or devil thing. Yeah. Oh, you might be right, because he was like, essentially possessed. Yeah, I think it has something to do with that. Which? Religious stuff. Yeah. But like sacrifice, I think of like... Like they always talking on Levitard about like they'll find like goat legs sometimes in like people's bushes yeah, yeah, yeah. because it was like sacrifices that are like or not biblical but uh spiritual or Yeah, religious. the whole I mean Santeria. Santeria, yes. I was wanted to say voodoo, but I knew that wasn't right. But uh, yeah, again, like I don't quite understand There's holes in it. It's not a perfect movie. No, of course not. But I mean I think on a second watch, I'd pick up more about Johnny Favorite and how he was connected to all of this to begin also, with. Like, like, I have two things. Nitpick would be like, wouldn't those cops, they keep saying, be like, okay, like three people have died right near you. Can we just detain this guy? <laughs> right. Yeah. And Especially the- in 1950s where it's not like as, like, there wouldn't be social media be like, oh, they're detaining this guy unfairly. Like. Uh, yeah, I mean, and then the other thing, um, I don't know. There, like, this actually has one of the brutal scene to me in this. Besides, the Bonet scene is pretty brutal when you actually get to the end of it. Yeah, you see what happened, but like, the guy in the gumbo, the guy that he just yeah. like fucking drowned. <laughs> he, yeah. and look at he stabbed his eyes out, and then the you know those heavy handed. I actually like the scene with the elevator at the end where he's like, "We're going to hell." Yeah, look, it's during heavy. the end credits and shit. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. But it's actually, sure. it's like, it could be stupid, but it kind of worked. I, I, I mean, it, I thought it kind of ended abruptly initially, but thinking back on it, I, I liked. Uh, yeah, you're gonna burn for this. <laughs> yeah, I am in hell. Yeah, yeah, I like and then that end. Like, I like that. But the idea that he like now. forgets. Well, crazy. that's the thing. I like. I don't. Like, I, because I that's why nobody reckoned. Because in my mind, I was like, "Why?" I know he is the bad, but like in the rewatch, because it's been ten years, I'm like, "Why don't they recognize him?" And I was like, "Oh Ex- yeah, he took they." 
with the, he with took the help the of the voodoo yeah. from the people. He that's right because he, he is actually Johnny Favorite is in the body of Angel. Angel. Yeah, and that's why yeah. he has the dog tags and like in the in the thing. And yeah, that. So like, he wouldn't recognize people wouldn't recognize him. Yeah. Which is also the the incestual on top of the seventeen year old stuff with Bonet. It's his own daughter. Yeah, that's point. another thing that's fucking. So like the demon spirit but, of him. I mean, that's a, that's another thing too. How much did he know? Yeah, exactly. Like, is is he aware or conscious? I don't think he knows. That's that's the thing. Man. I don't think he knows. I don't think so either. At the end, that's yeah. why he's like, no, no. Like, I know that who is I why am. That movie I know is, who I am. That's why that movie is the second view because it needs to... I think you'll pick up a lot more on another viewing for yeah. sure and I... I did on this one even 10 years later I was like oh yeah like that's of great of course yeah I get that alright so that's I'm glad I made all of yours I'm proud I have one more I'm proud to recommend something that actually made it I have two left I also have two uh what numbers do you have left two and one I have enough. Three and four. What's your? You have it's one a, left. A rare one. I have one left. It's number four. Your number four. All right. My number four is the Untouchables. That uh, just missed by a couple, but I liked it. I'd never seen it until. Oh really? IMDb is seven point nine. Meta score of seventy nine. Rotten Tomatoes of eighty two percent tomato meter, eighty nine percent audience. Had a budget of twenty five million. Domestically, $76,270,454. There was no worldwide release. It's directed by Brian De Palma. Written by David Mamet. Based on books by Oscar Fraley and Elliot Ness. I mean, it's, it's a prohibition. It's loosely based on the true story of Elliot Ness's hunt to convict Al Capone. Robert De Niro playing Al Capone. Kevin Costner playing Elliot Ness. Sean Connery playing just an old Chicago cop. Chicago cop. Yep. (laughs) And uh, Andy Andy Garcia, he did win the Oscar for that, which I thought was, uh, yeah, it might have been a career Oscar, maybe. Maybe. Because, I mean, he, he was fine in that. Yeah, he's not bad. But, uh, it's a long flick. I don't know. I honestly don't know how accurate it is. I don't really like, know. I know Elliot Ness, and it was a whole trying to get him through the books, the tax evasion bullshit. Which I think is what he got. got That's what he got him for, yeah. But... Like the shootout on the stairwell at the end, like did that? Yeah, I can't. The baby stroller. Yeah, well, of course that's ridiculous, but I don't know about. I don't know if Sean Connery's character was an actual person. I think I don't know because there was four of them. There was Andy Garcia, who was a Jew, or was he playing a Jew? Yeah, or an Italian something. I'm an Italian. But people didn't. Oh, no. I mean, they could be. Yeah, I was telling you. You're Jewish? Same thing. No, they're not. 
he was kind of an outcast in the police force because of he was like his clean. ethnic background. Oh, and I he, thought it was because he was a clean. Well, I guess, yeah, you're right. Because he brought him in as a rookie. They wanted... Well, Chicago, I think, was Polish or something. He, I know he's he not. I'm saying he might have not fit in because he was something else. Yeah, I can't. There was something. His ethnicity caused him to be an outsider in the police force, okay. I think. I thought it was because he did the right thing. Well, I mean, they brought him in as a rookie. Like, who's your best shot? Oh, Garcia. Garcia. Sorry, yeah. I'm talking yeah. about Connery. I was thinking of Connery. No, Connery, I think he was... Connery's kind of an outcast, too, though, isn't he? Yeah, because, I mean, he's a by-the-book old. I think he he's wasn't. Clean, yeah, he of. wasn't a dirty Sorry, cop. that's what I was... I missed. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. But no, Garcia, he's also, like, a great shot. Yeah, he's, like, a sharpshooter, kind of. But he was, that was a totally rookie. <laughs> but they... There was something about Connery pulled him in because he asked him a question and he answered it the way that Connery wanted him to. Like, Yeah, it wasn't like straight textbook answer. Yeah. But, I saw this one early in the Yeah, we watched it cycle. pretty early too. But, yeah, it's... I mean, what was Prohibition? The 20s? Early 30s. Early 30s? Early to mid 30s. 32 and um. And I've never watched Empire. Uh, what's the Empire show? The the one with Scorsese did on HBO. Empire Boardwalk. Boardwalk Empire. Boardwalk Empire. Yeah. That, I mean, that takes the same place. Yeah. But I mean, Connery gets fucking killed. He it's, gets like shot pretty brutally. Yeah, it's pretty aggressive. The guys in the elevator. Oh, he was in well, his apartment. No, there's the guys in the one scene with the it elevator. It was the other, other guy in the elevator, yeah, gets, like the book was, guy. That's pretty shitty. They killed a bunch of people. Yeah. And they kind of make Elliot Ness to be a fool at the beginning. He comes into Chicago from New York, I'm assuming. and Yeah, he's like clueless. Doesn't really know how the city works and puts this team together and they start making some headway. And I think, did De Niro get nominated for this? Because he was in the movie fucking hardly at all. I don't think he did. That's right, because Connery won for supporting. I don't Connery won for supporting. I don't think anyone else was nominated. I think Unless something right. other Oscars, but not actor. Right. But it's a solid flick. Because the only like, actress in it really is like Patricia Clarkson, I think. is. Yeah. Is and she's it's our first movie role. Was it really? Yeah. Damn. But yeah, I mean, she's in it for a bit, and then... Two, three scenes, maybe? Once things start heating up, he sends her off to never be seen. Well, she does have a child. Yeah, they had a young one. Well, I mean, yeah, they had a kid, and but then I think she gave birth also. Oh, yeah. At some point, he left, and maybe that's when Connery got killed. I don't remember, but... Was it in his own apartment? I'm trying to remember. Connery got killed in his own place, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember. He went out, like, there were several people just gunning for him. He took some out and then got taken out. Okay. We're still talking about No Way Out, right? No. No. Um, talk about Untouchables. Untouchables. Untouchables, yeah. But, yeah, I... Good flick. I hadn't seen it in 15 years, probably. But 
All right, I've got two left. I don't think either of you. I got one two. left. I have one. All right, my number two is Empire of the Sun. I've yet to see it. Made a meter 75, audience 90, IMDb is 7.7, meta 62. Written by J.G. Ballard, based on his novel. The uh, adapted screenplay, Tom Stopper, directed by Steven Spielberg. Budget of $35 million, made 22.2, no worldwide, so it didn't do very well. Christian Bale is like a 13-year-old. Is this his debut? Or? I think it's like his first movie, but he'd been in television miniseries or something. Okay. John Malkovich, uh, Miranda Richardson, Joe Pantoliano, and Nigel Havers. Havers. I knew this was going to be on your list because you fucking love this movie. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I did rewatch it. You and own actually, it, right? Yeah, I own yeah. it. Um, I don't think it was streaming. So it's about like in China and Shanghai during the war, during the war and pre-war, because you forget Britain had control over so many different areas of the world. Oh yeah. So Shanghai was very <clears throat> British occupied. A lot of rich people, people that were like ambassadors, lived there and stuff like that. Government people. One second. You right. keep talking. And basically, Bale's family lives there. They go to like a party, and there's a cool scene where, like, because he's really into um, avi- aviation, pilot piloting and stuff. So he, they go to like this costume party, which there's a scene that's really great where it shows all these poor people, like, traffic jams, and there's people that poor people are just knocking on their, like, luxury it's not even rolls royce it's like more than that it's right. just like a fucking chauffeur's cab thing it's beautiful and you kind of see the class disparity where it's like all these people are and you see every car that's driving has like people dressed up so they're all going to like the same party right and there's a plane that's abandoned out like way out in this guy's acreage and he finds it and he's pretending to be like a gunner like christian bale and uh when he gets out, oh yeah, he has he threw like this like not paper plane, it's like a model plane, but it flies actually, and it flies into this ditch, and he goes over the ditch, and there's a bunch of Japanese guys down there, and he's just like, oh shit, and he walks and picks it up, and like they're just watching him, they all walk to the ledge, like it's really intimidating. Yeah. And one of the guys in the party and his dad walk up, and they're like, his name's Jamie, J. G. Ballard is James G. Ballard, but they call him Jamie. He's like Jamie. Don't run, don't run, like just be calm, yeah. basically. Well, like two days later, Pearl Harbor happens. You don't see it happen, but you know it right, happened. Yeah. And they have to flee. Well, they get he gets separated from his parents, and he taken he gets taken. He meets John Malkovich and Joe Pantoliano. They're like these Americans who were there. They're kind of con guys in a way, but they're they take him with. He's like, I could show you, like, because they're trying to sell him. Just oh, like Jesus she's like Christ. sad but funny. Yeah. The guys, Chinese guys, are like looking at his teeth and shit. And like, no, 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 I don't want like I don't want this kid. Right. And he's like, I, I'm rich. Like I can show you all these neighborhoods. These people have grand piano, crystal chandeliers, all these things. And they show up, and the Japanese are in one of the houses, and they they take them, and they get put in a camp. Okay. Um, and it's kind of about his life in the camp. It's not as bad as like, it's not. As sad or brutal as like a Nazi Germany camp or something. Right. Yeah. It's more of an internment camp. It's just an internment camp, camp specifically. And like, yeah. 
there's some really good emotional moments. There's little funny moments. Bale, my God, he's 13. I, if they gave out like an in, like breakthrough actor Oscar, he would have won it. And in fact, he could have been nominated for best actor. Like he's so good in this movie. Is he that prominent in the film? Yeah. Oh, he's the star. I mean, Malkovich is in it quite a bit, and he's he could be he should have been nominated for supporting. It got nominated for six Oscars, but they were all practical. Or uh, right, yeah. John John Williams won the score for BAFTA. The score is I guess beautiful. It would, yeah, mm-hmm. um, it's really a Spielberg's only film between like Indiana Jones and some of those. Like, yeah, he got I, I very. It's like his most normal, just standard film of that decade, really. Uh, it's it like ET. Pretty long, right? Two thirty. Two thirty. Well, back then it was pretty long. There is a scene at the end of the film where he gets reunited with his parents, and every a dude, even the other night, I'm like, I didn't so cry. So it has a happy ending. I didn't cry, but it's also like, because it's like there's a there's a song that plays throughout. It's not a John Williams song, which is also surprising. He got nominated, and he yeah. won for BAFTA. Because it's not an original John Williams, it's it's called Sugan. I played it in band once, and I remember as soon as I started playing and heard it, I was like, "This is that fucking song." It's it's a Welsh it's a Welsh lullaby. Yeah. And there's a choir, a couple of choir scenes where Bale's singing. It's not really him singing, it, right? Which is right, too bad. Right. But, um, it's fucking gorgeous. And there's a scene where it pl- at the very end where it plays a little bit, like it's not too loud. But he's a, he doesn't recognize because there's a point in the movie where he tells the doctor at the camp he's crying and he's like, "I don't remember what my parents look like." <laughs> like it's just like it's so like heart wrenching. He's like, yeah. "I can't remember what my parents look like." Yeah, it's pretty tough. Well, he's at with after the war. You know, there's a scene where a woman dies with him and they're like on a walk. It's the camp's been closed kind of. They're on the move, migrating. Okay. And he sees a flash of light, and you. It's the atom bomb from a very, very, oh, very... Like, he could see the sky change. But a woman just died that he knew in that moment. And it looks... He's like, I thought it was her soul going to heaven. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, like... Oh, my, like, there's so many good emotional moments in it. Like, yeah, it, you've been talking about I this wouldn't say it has a... Years. I mean, it's happy that it's renewed the fan, but it's not... Oh, yeah. It's morbid. There's some funny moments. And, and I've mentioned this to you before, but you might have forgot... There's like three scenes where Ben Stiller is a random yeah, person right. and he has speaking lines because he has a joke with the kid early in there, like halfway through the movie. He's like, hey, kid, want a Hershey bar? Which obviously in 1944 was a big deal. Right. And he's like, oh, my God, yes. Yes, please. And he's like, so do I, kid. You got one? <laughs> like he does that a couple yeah. times. And at the very end, John Malkovich does it to him. And he has a Hershey bar and he throws it to him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you've but been Bale, talking about Bale this Bale looks movie. like he's like, I mean, it's not like machinist, like he lost, but they fucked, they put a wig, some sort of wig on him and like made him look real pale and gaunt. Like, yeah. But he looks like, even though it took, you know, they filmed it over like 16 weeks, I read. Bale looks like he ages like two years in the movie. <laughs> so it's like, I don't yeah. know if he just hit an actual growth spurt or... Right. It's it's a great, it's a, it's a film about like love of aviation and personal experience however i did read that the book is considered fiction okay so like some of it's based but a lot of it's not so i don't know how the movie played off that 
That makes yeah. sense. Which kind of disappointed me, but. I mean, you've been talking about this movie to me for years. Oh yeah, I just it's, have. It's been one of my favorite movies though. since I was like sixteen. I yeah. watched it for the first time, and I was. I would just like watch it twice, three times in a week, and be like, "This is just incredible! I can't." Yeah. Yeah, you always bring this movie up, and I. I don't think it was streaming. Was it not on Plex? Because I was like, if it's on Plex, it maybe I would have recommended it. Like, because I. What is it? I knew it. You wouldn't have liked it. Empire of the Sun. Oh yeah, that's. I already know what that <laughs> is. Yeah. You don't know what it is. What is? I it? do. It's very sci-fi. <laughs> You're Pirate absolutely Neil. right. <laughs> yeah, I can't do that. No, you. It would have been too slow for you. Yeah, I will eventually get around to watching that at some point. Yeah, I'll just bring it and let you borrow it sometime. Yeah. Or maybe it'll be in our decade, like yeah, where I pick up. You gotta, you gotta watch it, motherfucker. Yeah, absolutely. I have one. I have one. I have one night, too. I guess I'll just go then. My number three is Evil Dead 2. That was my second one off the list. I did like this. I'd never seen I'd seen the original, but I've never seen Evil Dead 2. Yeah, I like, liked it. Like I said, I'm, I'm, I lean towards the original myself. But IMDb is 7.7, Metascore of 72. Rotten Tomatoes of 95% tomato meter, 89% audience. A three and a half million dollar budget. Domestically, five million nine hundred twenty-three thousand forty-four dollars. Worldwide, five million nine hundred twenty-four thousand four hundred twenty-one dollars. So, essentially, a thousand dollars worldwide. It's directed by Sam Raimi, written by Sam Raimi and Scott Spiegel. I mean, it's an Evil Dead movie. You. It. So I haven't seen Evil Dead, the Evil Dead, eighty four version. Was it eighty four, eighty three? What? Ashley cried. No, that was the for the remake. No, the original though. The original was eighty one. Is think. it eighty one? I Jesus. think it was. Yeah. I thought it was like eighty three for some reason. But anyways, you would know better than I would. But I was like surprised at how good filmmaking like just like the his like that's you know that they did it five or six times where it's like the woods are coming in on the cabin yeah the the like spirits coming towards the cabin i don't know what they call it but the camera kind of fast forwarding through the motion it does some of the most unique work with like bruce campbell specifically changing and like or the basement where the mother's there like it's just like campbell's the fucking man dude. oh he's got i told you once he's got 100 percent approval rating anyone's mm-hmm. ever seen him in something like i didn't like burn notice that much oh, i love burn notice, but i loved but him yeah he, and he's in every single fucking sam raimi movie you know Michael Flanagan, though. I always thought that show. Oh, yeah. If that show had uh, been like a Showtime show, it would have sure. been much better. Yeah, I mean. They could have done more. Cable TV, absolutely. But I'm not a USA Network guy. I don't like. One of my problems with this movie is it's not like a. It's Evil Dead 2, but it's not like a direct sequel to it. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, because it's been a long time since I've seen the original. Is. Isn't. Didn't he already go through this? 
Yeah, it's almost a retelling. Because I haven't watched the original in a decent it's amount of time been 15 either. Years but for me. Like it hasn't been that long, but it's not like a direct sequel where, because he goes back to the same cabin, finds the same book, and doesn't know what the fuck. Where if it was a sequel, he'd be like, "Fuck this shit." It's I'm like going home. Almost. It's almost like a. It's like I said. It's almost a retelling. Okay. But not the same characters, and they had more money, so they were able to do a little bit. I more. just like how it's called the Evil Dead, and then Evil Dead Two. It's like not even like the Evil Dead Two. Yeah, I just love it, how it's like six years later, as you're saying. And there was a, there was a subtitle to this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. Evil right. dies. Evil Dead Two. Evil. Can I ask you something? I don't remember if it's referenced because this is one of those movies I had on. It's short. It's an hour twenty-four. Yeah, it's an hour twenty. And like I was doing some baseball app of shit on my computer as I'm watching. Like, I'm still watching mostly. Yeah, Dead by Dawn was the subtitle. Yes. Oh yeah, because they have till dawn to like yeah. defeat it, or they're fine for a little bit. Well, they, cause they, the. Father and mother of the girl was saying, "You will be dead by dawn. You will be dead by oh, dawn." Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was gonna ask you, goddamn, what was I gonna ask you? It was like, so obviously it's a retelling, in a sort. It's, oh, I was gonna ask you about so the ending, when he ends up in like this that's, Roman looking thing, and there's well, like, that's the army that of darkness. His, is that what that? But that's not how he the movie opens. Army of Darkness opens. Well, I was gonna ask you if that's how. Is that his hell? Because he's like, no, no, no. I mean, it's, I it's thinking, kind of his hell. But, uh, but I was gonna ask: Is there something in the movie that I missed that was referenced that led to that? I don't believe. So. I think that was set up to. I mean, that movie. was to do Army of Darkness. Because when I when I saw it, I was like. This is so random. I wonder how people reacted to this. Yeah. Because I, <clears throat> I remember Tarantino talks about going to showings of this in 87. And it was very mixed where like some people were like, that was amazing. And some people were just like, what? What the fuck? I can understand the what the fuck. Not divisive in a way. But it's like some content was divisive. But like, I just think I told you downstairs earlier, like. I was jarred. I kept having to turn the volume down because when it got to actiony shit, it's just so f- it's so incredibly loud. Absolutely. And I don't know if the sound editing was just wasn't great on it or if that's purposeful. But I was like, Jesus Christ! Imagine this in a theater. Yeah. <laughs> I'd about poop my pants every time a fucking somebody screamed. All right, so we're down for the next. Uh, like I said, this is kind of a retelling. Well, Trav, what do you think of Evil Dead 2? I no haven't seen it in a long time, so it's fine. I, yeah, just watched it recently, but. No, I came down, it was on your, it was on yeah, TV. Yeah, it was today, I that's away. right. Yeah, so I, watched I, it, I watched it over two days, because I had limited time, even though it's a short movie. I watched like 30 minutes, five minutes one night, and like 55 the next I, night. I saw a minute. I like the original better, because. It's not quite as slapstick. And oh. I, don't get me wrong, I don't. I guess my number three movie of the year. But I, 
it's just kind of one of those things where I always prefer the original. Can I ask you real quick the um, like, god damn, I had a question. I'm fucking high as fuck. God damn it. Um, you said the first one's more like the remake that was really the remake is, is way more gory and. Uh, when we're done with this, I'll show you the Evil Dead trailer and then the remake Evil Dead trailer. I also want to ask you, Bruce Campbell, I didn't understand fully because I don't remember the first one very well. When his character keeps alternating between, like, I'm normal and I'm not normal, is he fucked for good at that point? Uh, like, he's, when he's, when he's kind of, like, going through that Twilight Zone look at the end. He's kind of fighting it. It's, it's not, like... The big part was when he, he lost his, his own arm. I mean, obviously, please that's give a, me back that my is hand. a nitpick of like, okay, like in real life. No, we just seen it all. Even if you cauterize yeah. that fucker, you're just you're done oh, in yeah. a couple hours. Everything is fine. I when it comes to up like new stuff, yeah, you gotta do the old stuff first. Agreed. But yeah. Uh, did you see Army of Darkness? I didn't. Okay. The Snyder one, the newer one? No, uh, Army of Darkness is the trilogy ending. I don't think, no, I, I haven't seen that. What Evil year was Dead that? Army. It was on my list. It was uh, okay. Well, we need maybe. to finish this. Well, they did like, Ash versus Tucker and all that well, shit. Well, they did Ash versus Evil Dead, which was a was show on Tucker Star. Tucker and Ash? At some point, no Tucker and Dale versus oh, Evil. Tucker and Dale, was, Jesus Christ, that's no connection. To I was like, Oh, they combine this, yeah. <laughs> we need to end this. What is your issue? No, I'm just saying, like, we got the oven preheating. Like, hey, I took a little break. I'm you turned the oven on, yeah. We're turning when, why did you turn the oven on? Because we're getting the, it's like an hour ago, we're getting the cheese bread going. Like, we're down to the last fucking movie. I have one movie. Do you have one movie? I'm I have one movie. Do your movie then. They're not going to be the same, I don't think. No, they're not. Be surprised. <clears throat> I chose the overboard. IMDb is 6.9, meta 53, tomato 46, audience 71. Worldwide, about 26.7 million. Budget 22. Director Greg Marshall. And Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell. Gary? Edward Herman and Kapuhuana. Is that where they started dating? Um, I have to imagine so. I, I think know. so. But this yeah. is the first time I'd watched that movie. And I, I never actually it. saw it. I'd heard of it, of course. Like, it's a good I concept like of like, hey, this person pissed me off. Shouldn't pay me for that. So why not just use her for... You know. <laughs> fucking and my then kids he ended up getting up feelings for her, and then it's like, oh shit, now life's got really confusing. So, yeah. That's... I know they remade it in the, with Anna Ferris and somebody in that movie is supposed to be fucking garbage. There's been a couple remakes that she shouldn't have done, I feel like. Of, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's... Why are you doing this shit? Though I don't think the original is like well-reviewed, is it? What were the numbers? Um, four hundred mil. Uh, There's no way that made four hundred no, mil. No, didn't make four hundred million dollars. Forty. But what were the like tomato numbers? 
Dude, I just told you guys this. Uh, yeah, and I missed it. I'm it, sorry. It doesn't matter. I asked the question. Fuck off. Like, I literally just goddamn read this. It's fine. So dumb. It's all right. I know it's a popular movie. My parents had it on, like, one of their VHS. IMDb is 6.9, Meta 53, Tomato 46, Audience 74. Worldwide, 26.7 million. Budget was 22. You just said 400 million. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that was the first time I watched it. So I made budget. On... But yeah, I knew of it. Had you seen it before? I loved it. Yeah. You watched it as a kid? I, yeah. I'd never like, seen it. My biggest thing was. It's like a rom com, though? Yeah. Most definitely. Seeing the family with, like, that, like, the thing up above and all that, that was my, like, growing up as a child. I'm like, what was movie was that? Like, that looked great. Like, I loved it. I love it. And Great it was movie. kind of a thing. She, I mean, you know the story. She has amnesia. Yeah. He brings her in to kind of take advantage of her, but he kind of, she kind of brings in his unruly kids, and yeah. they kind of create a family unit. And, I mean, it's kind of a paint-by-numbers movie, but Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn, they're fucking fantastic. Yeah, exactly. And, the, it, yeah, I would assume that they met on this movie because I don't think they've worked together before. I'm just throwing my notes down. Right. You're being a fucking dick right now. I'm not being a dick. I'm All just right. letting you guys I'm know. I'm going to do my number one, which is the last movie. Raising Arizona. Okay, that's a good movie, too. I, Tomato Meter 90, Audience 85, IMDb a 7.3, Meta 69. Nice. Written by Joel and Ethan Cohen. Directed by Joel Cohen, which always throws me off with them because... They will be like uncredited for directing sometimes. They all, yeah, yeah. I think they always work together. Whether Budget six million, U.S. twenty two point eight million, worldwide twenty nine point two. Uh, it's got Nicolas Cage, Holly Hunter, John Goodman, William Forsythe, and Francis McDormand. Um, basically, <laughs> this is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. See, I, I think this movie's, I, I like it, but I think it's overrated. Mm-hmm. As a Cohen movie, oh really? I do. I yeah. think it's underrated. I think it's overrated. It never gets mentioned as like the best. Are you kidding me? Everybody's fucking. It's always no country. Cohen movie it's is... always no country or Fargo. I think Fargo is overrated. Much as <laughs> I think Fargo is a good movie. Uh, yeah. Raising Arizona is like underrated. I I I, I don't think so. I, I think it's better than Miller's Crossing, and it's better than Barton Fink, like Blood Simple, like it. It gets like Big Lebowski is the most probably the most popular, followed by No Country, and then Fargo, yeah, and I, then this, Oral Brother. Those are kind of. I the agree. Most. I don't know. I it, I like it. It's so I do, funny, but it's like the whole. It's like a ten minute intro before you even get the fucking title sequence yeah, where uh, absolutely it's him going in and out of jail, and that there's that guy <laughs> at the machine shop where he's trying to get his life together, and he's like, and. Bill, Bill such, he's like, Bill, and he's like, Bill such and such, and he's like, no, Bill Parker, <laughs> yeah. that mother scratcher, and he talks about him, and like, having a, like, it ends up coming back later, like, a, tells a story about a guy having a head in his hand, and you're like, what the fuck, um, but they, yeah, they, they can't have kids, him and Holly Hunter, they steal a child that's like a quintuplet, or a 
septuplet or something. I mean, that happens. And there's the whole, like, sequence of, like, the dream sequence, the guy from hell. The music's really good. John Goodman's really funny in it. Foresight's fine. We escaped on our own recognizance. Yeah, and they just go back. Yeah, just go back. <laughs> I think this movie's. It's, I think it's this a is good like. Flick. I can't believe but, this is yeah. overrated. I I can't. I think it's. Yeah. I, I know some indie. It's almost like the hipster of like, oh, Raising Arizona is the best movie. Oh, and legitimate. I think Big Lebowski's still the best movie. This is right there though. Like I like this better than I. I love No Country, even though I don't think it even showed the Best Picture. Yeah, I don't. I'm I'm not a big No Country fan. Oh, I love I, No Country. I'm, well, Javier Bardem so good in that. He, oh, absolutely exactly. is. But I, I I go I go Big Lebowski and Fargo. Exactly. See, Fargo to me is overrated. See, I, I like Fargo. Big Lebowski. It's on my, my list. It's my top three. Yeah, Big Lebowski is my favorite. Yeah, Big Lebowski is their best. I think it's their best. It took years though. That movie bombed in ninety eight. Oh yeah, I mean this. Yeah, I mean I. I and this actually, you're right. This actually made like nineteen million over budget, which isn't bad. You, you, I I may be. Or twenty three over budget. Misspeaking by saying this movie is overrated because you may be right. It's there. more of a recency thing where it's like <sighs> it's gained traction over the years. A little bit. I I. Like my yeah. dad, for instance, my dad loves Burn After Reading. I was like, I don't like Burn uh, After Reading. Fucking suck. My dad loved it. He's like, I think it's one of their best. I was like, really? Yeah, yeah. I get that. So, yeah, I guess like I was overstating that it's overrated. But I think it's like their fourth, yeah. fifth. That's not best. I, I, as long as you weren't yeah, like a certain eleventh best. Or I just like keep hearing like everybody talking Caesar about above fucking like, raising fuck? it. Everybody's talking about that now, it seems like. I don't know. Yeah, this movie's... I, I, I laugh. I, I like it. This and Big I Lebowski, I laugh the hardest. I like exactly. this movie a great deal. I agree. Um, my real quick. Yeah, we got it. Missed the cut. A couple were mentioned here, but I had Hellraiser, Broadcast News, which I did like, but it was. I didn't watch it. I never seen uh, it. Evil Dead Two, with Nail and I, which is like a didn't British comedy. It. You know yeah. what's funny about this movie is it reminded me of YouTube because it's two British actors. I know you're not British actors. They were just alcoholics, and just can't. Like this is funny. Like there's a scene. It's just like they're at the Scottish Inn and they don't know what to do. And I'm like, I can see Tom and Trey doing this. Like, yeah, just two drunks. I wish you guys were actors. It'd be great if you were just like a struggling actor. It's like I got an audition tomorrow <laughs> for this. Uh, it's got what's his face too. The guy plays Uncle Vernon, in Harry Potter. He plays oh. like a gay uncle to one of the guys. Okay. Um, but that movie's that movie was pretty funny actually. It was it was weird though. And, and then I had the Untouchables, Tin Men, which is a Barry Levinson. It's got Dreyfus yeah. and DeVito. It's okay. There's a really couple of funny scenes where they talk about Bonanza, which is like a really old reference. No, but the, I love the one guy is because it's supposed to be based in like sixty. Yeah. Or something. So it's real I mean Bonanza would have been big at the time. Oh yeah. He's like I just love because it makes sense when you think about it. You're like he's like What's up with the show Bonanza? They're like a diner because it's just very loud yeah. dialogue. He's like, "What's up with the Bonanza?" It's a fifty-year-old guy, dad, who's got three forty-seven-year-old sons. <laughs> he's like, and he's like, "And where are the broads?" Which I know is like not doesn't age well, but yeah. like, I, it's one of those words I've asked my sister, who's extreme. Oh, 
So my sister's like extremely a feminist. Oh boy. I've asked her before if the word broads is funny, and she said yes. <laughs> so when you hear the word broads on a show, it'll always make me laugh, even though it's not appropriate. <laughs> That's definitely a 50s. He's like, none of them are ever like, hey, I woke up, or I, I was driving down the street, and such and such got a great ass. <laughs> like, it's just like, they're talking about how just because of that, Bonanza's like unrealistic. But it's basically about it's about two aluminum salesmen who have a rift with each other, Dreyfus and Devito. Gotcha. It's silly, but it's, it's it's solid. And then my last one was Wall Street, which I did yeah. rewatch. I didn't think it was that great. I, yeah, I, I was never really a big fan of that movie. Douglas won Best Actor, I believe. Uh, for me, Lost Boys. Oh yeah. I, I mean, I love Masters of the Universe as a fucking kid. But Robocop, we mentioned. Mm-hmm. We did watch Adventures in Babysitting. Fucking Elizabeth Shue. Fucking shit. God. How old she was? Was she then? Uh, of age. Of age. <laughs> so, Appropriate. Yeah. Uh, Robocop, of course. Uh, Running Man with Arnold oh, yeah. Schwarzenegger. You know, Robocop. Honestly, it's probably ahead of its time. It was. And if I rewatched it, I probably would have put it on the list. I rewatched like, it, and it, that was, I mean, Predator, RoboCop. I mean, they're kind of. I feel the like same it's. Vein. I don't know. It's just. It was so. I think we just need to retire this. We're almost done. Yeah, so done. Uh, Good Morning Vietnam, I never saw. Yeah, I never saw. Good, Moonstruck, good, I didn't done. see. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, I think, is the best sequel to Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Never saw it. I didn't rewatch it, but I remember liking it. Inner Space, uh, Martin oh, Short. Oh, Martin Short, yep. I didn't see it either. There was like a... Oh, we didn't mention the Best Picture winner, which is The Last Emperor. Oh, yeah. It wasn't right. streaming, I don't Think. I don't think it was. Maybe HBO, yeah, but yeah. I also, I've always heard that movie's really overrated. Yeah. It won like seven Oscars, and it's like, really? Like, <laughs> I don't know what the Oscar winner would have been this year, but. We watched Witches of Eastwick last night. It's yeah. good. Monster Squad, I never saw. Hamburger Hill was another war movie. Less Than Zero with Robert Downey Jr. wasn't streaming anywhere. What the fuck are you doing? I'm here to listen a bunch of shit though. We're talking about movies I didn't. Uh, I didn't watch Plain Strange and Automobiles again. I didn't realize that the Denzel Washington Man on Fire was a remake of a movie from this year. I think you told me that. I didn't know it was this year, but. I didn't realize that. There was a German movie too. Um. Wings of Desire? Wings of Desire was on my short list, but again, I was on HBO Max, apparently. But it was like fucking 240. Sometimes if I'm doing other shit, I don't want to start a foreign movie because I have to pay attention to subtitles. Yeah. Else I can't. I mean, I showed you the trailer for Wicked City. That movie was fucking wild. And then Opera was, I think, uh, Italian horror movie. Yeah, I think Near Dark is one of the ones I wish I'd watched. Near Dark was a good flick. That was good. Um, Harry and the Hendersons, guys. (laughs) 
Get yeah. out of here. Right. This Can't guy's going to lose his wanted? fucking mind if we don't shut this down, so. Yeah, I'm about ready to put some cheese bread in. Who, th- yeah. who knew an hour ago that I'd, I'd be better off than somebody? <laughs> All right. I was, well, <laughs> thank you for the break. No All worries. Right, well, we're good. All right. 86 will be a good one. Yep. All right. And peace out. Peace. Bucks. You're a bitch. Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more booze and bullshit.